0: Definitely not judging him by the color of his path. Come on.
1: Are we recording?
0: Apparently. I don't think so. Wait, nah, we are. Don't worry about Oh, it.
1: Dennis, turn that on.
2: <laughs> that would have been a really—that would <laughs> have been a really <laughs> good intro, Dennis. What the fuck?
3: <laughs> this an, an intro. There you go. You thought your shit cold open? Damn it! I was gonna play Erica for the cold open. Well then no, sh- No, Ezra, no, <laughs> Suck it,
0: Ezra. You Gold Nazi. Grass. Oh Jesus Christ! Wow. wow.
3: Start
4: early, I see. Don, do
0: you see what I have to deal
4: with here? <laughs> hey, hey Don. Don yes. did you
2: see the, uh, the Corsair episode?
4: No, I
5: am shamefully several episodes behind. Very well. Shame. Shame.
2: The first ten minutes of the Corsair episode is a wild ride for Ezra.
5: And it's right. It really is.
4: Every episode really is, is, a is a wild ride for Ezra.
0: Yeah.
5: Yeah. That's like, the entire on. reason. It's the entire reason we're
4: here tonight. Yeah,
6: this is true. Don, you don't need to worry I'm... too much about being behind because um, there was a time when I was literally three episodes behind on editing.
4: <laughs> <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> it's the but
5: only there... thing we're not paying you for.
6: Yeah. There was <laughs> one point I looked at and went, shit, so we uh, yeah, we've well, yeah, just recorded episode 17 and, and, fuck, I haven't even finished episode 15 yet.
5: Oh, we need just, a. Up to 17? Yeah. Damn. This is episode
1: um, 18. Jesus.
4: Wow. We're, we're we need a, a uh, Patreon Calum exclusively for
0: Callum. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got t- Callum tied up in our, our collective basement just editing 24-7. <laughs> 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 Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, a, what's a
7: traditionally New Zealand food? It's um, illegal out there
6: what is a traditional New Zealand food? We don't really kiwis. Hose them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> them down, with kiwis every once in a while. Keep working. Just hose them down with liquor. <laughs> I mean that that will do me fine. Yep. Yeah. Let's let's see what the internet says. All right. Traditional. All right. Well, uh, with that out of the way, we're listening to the Micro Machines <coughs> podcast, and today we are doing a kind of a special episode. The Sturmgeschütz versus the Archer. Which one is the better vehicle? The Archer. And we are also... The spe- stug. Uh, joined By a very... Shut up. <laughs> <laughs>
3: See, this is such a pointless episode. We already know the Stug
0: is going to win. Shut up. You will have your time, we'll boy. Be no, because Dennis is biased. <laughs> <laughs> and we are joined by a very special guest. Uh, special guest, welcome to the podcast. Hi, guys.
2: Howdy, My howdy. special guest. Hi.
0: Hello,
2: Introduce special. yourself. Dennis... Hi. <laughs> oh, oh go ahead special guest i'm so sorry
8: okay. <laughs> hi guys uh this is john from the panzer podcast thanks for having me on today
0: thanks for joining us absolutely thanks for
6: joining us this will be the only time you will
0: this I know don already does yep. i guess we should uh oh yeah we've also got don thank you so much for coming on hi and boys Kovex.
4: and kovacs and kovacs uh,
0: yeah well, yeah. we got a full house on this one. Oh, we yeah, absolutely we do. do. We're only Plenty missing of, the ghost. Well, Plenty um, of dog shit
7: opinions to go around. We should probably uh,
0: <laughs> go through our full introductions then. Uh, I guess we'll just go down to the list in descending order. Um, I'm Dennis. I am recording from Ontario and currently getting struck by lightning.
1: Wait, there's a list?
0: Yeah, well, I'm on, on saying Okay,
1: well, you're you're second for me.
5: Oh crap. Oh whatever. Go yeah, on. I'll, I mean okay. I'll, I'll, yeah, was
6: I'll first, but okay. You, so
0: You're you're all first on
5: your own screens, boys. That's how that yeah, works. Yeah, you goobers. Jesus fuck. <laughs> <laughs> all right,
6: fuck it. I'll go. So I'm Callum, down in New Zealand. And yeah. Cool.
1: I'm uh I'm Jack. I am also in Ontario and I'm about to get cleared by the same store hitting Dennis. Uh I uh, go. Oh.
3: I am Ezra in New Mexico, sweating. sweating. I'm Greg
2: in SoCal, drinking coffee, because we discuss our fucking drinks on this podcast. I don't know why we can't get this through <laughs> our fucking heads.
4: <laughs>
5: <laughs> I'm Don, I'm broadcasting from an undisclosed location, and any resemblance to the clapped-out camper in Ezra's driveway is purely coincidence. <laughs> Canada!
7: <laughs>
0: Don, Canadian you know you breaking bed. What? what? Yeah, we're in the same camper, dude. Look behind you. Oh, hey! <laughs> <laughs> where the
5: creepy breathing was coming from. <laughs> yeah, what's going and, on uh, up there?
3: Yeah, Don, how does it feel not to have a gun to your head this episode, being forced Whoa. to come on? <laughs>
5: Uh, no, the gun was more comfortable because the knife in my pack is sharp.
6: Please <laughs> <laughs> left to introduce themselves. I know Kovac needs to.
7: Yeah, uh, uh, I'm Kovac. Uh, I am from the lovely flat state of Iowa. Uh, wouldn't recommend it. And I am drinking uh, vanilla Coca Cola zero sugar. So.
2: Holy shit, the first episode he's cool. on and he gets it right. That's well, crazy. I,
7: I had a great teacher, so oh. there you go. Ezra? Oh,
3: I went already. Yeah. Uh, Did you? I think that's oh, uh that's okay. okay. All right, move, moving on. Right, moving,
0: didn't. moving well along. Okay.
4: Okay. Yeah, <laughs> so, we
3: discussed how I was sweaty. Right. How can I forget episode?
0: <laughs> i'm not ready for this episode neither i don't think anyone here has actually done any research so we're just gonna probably devolve a new nope. uh, just gonna be showing <laughs> each some notes well, yeah, before, before i have some, I I have some, some notes <laughs>
7: before have
2: have, hey before we actually get into the actual discussion we should uh let these sides be known who's archer who's stug and who's neither uh, oh yeah yes
0: well I right. guess, since guess stug is going first uh team stug why don't you uh Introduce yourselves. Um,
3: I'm the leader. I'm the leader, or the so, commandant, oh, yeah. as you could say. Oh, <laughs> you <laughs> <are>. uh, <laughs> I command the powerful team Stug, and with me
1: is... Well, why don't you guys introduce yourselves? <laughs>
4: uh, Doesn't even go. know
1: his own subordinates, Jesus. No. <laughs> <laughs> In classic German fashion.
5: i oh, fucking
1: <laughs> officer. Yeah, I'm Jack. I guess i'm the driver because we could do it that way we could all have our positions in the tanks yeah fucking i don't know i'm on team stug and
7: who else kobach is also on there Uh, i call loader it's the least important position well uh, most important if you think about it but
3: yeah, most comfortable position.
2: Yeah,
7: well. true, most comfortable. Not in an American tank,
3: because you got to smell we're, that spicy air.
7: <laughs> we're not in an American tank now, are we?
3: No, we're in a superior German tank. You're not even yeah, in a tank. Up. Technically, it's
2: a tank destroyer.
3: Okay? Technically, it's an assault gun. Oh, so but we'll I'll get into that.
1: Thank <laughs> <Okay.
2: laughs> No one asked you, Ezra.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and... Vel... Would have been joining us.
0: Yes. Damn, you Ghost guys aren't even into the episode yet, and you've already taken a casualty.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Typical German fashion. Quite literally, the German is a casualty.
4: <laughs> no, no, no. He's just... Um, Val.
6: No, Val is the uh, transmission of the Stug. Just <laughs> no, not, <laughs> not, okay, that's not fair.
2: That's,
8: you can't pick on the transmission no. right away. That's not fair. <laughs> oh, boy. Why are you bringing up old shit already?
0: Yeah, John. If this doesn't tell you enough about the podcast, I don't know what will. Well, and <laughs> so let me just preface this
8: by apologizing. This is my first live podcast, so I usually do everything very scripted because it's just myself talking to me. So if I am maybe am not participating in the right way, I apologize. However, Don't worry, think- John. It's gonna be a lot of you
5: talking <clears> to <throat> yourself anyway. Oh yeah. good. <laughs> <Well, obviously, yeah. laughs> so suppose- why'd I do that? Uh,
8: yeah, I suppose this leaves the gunner spot open. Which is grand, that's just where I want to be pulling oh, the trigger on this thing.
3: Hell yeah. I mean it's a beautiful tank destroyer to pull the trigger on. It's assault gun. <laughs> God
0: You just it. It's a that.
3: multitasker. It's a concrete
2: box on concrete. fucking tracks.
0: It, it's oh, we'll get to the that. Box. Yeah,
1: we will get to that. Don't you worry. All right, right team, Archer, well, See, so no one, no team Archer, list yourselves. See, no, there's no one on Team Archer. Yeah, because
3: there were
8: what? Because yeah? they're all knocked out. <laughs> yeah,
5: oh, they got old. destroyed by the glorious thug. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> we haven't made it to you're the top
0: <laughs> Still being built in Britain.
5: Dennis, where where are you at here? You're clearly the commander.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. Well, we've got. Uh, the homeboys for Team Archer got me, the commander.
6: Uh, you right. got me. Uh, I'm going to pick the
0: driver.
5: Let's go, Callum. Uh, you got me, uh, and I'm going to shotgun uh, gunner.
0: We don't need a th- we don't need a loader. Don't worry about it. I can multitask. Yeah. I'll get <laughs> and, a the seat and start loading. Shit! <laughs> is there radio. <video.
5: laughs> <laughs> no? Okay. we need we need. Uh,
3: where
5: would Greg go? Greg is, well, uh, uh,
3: Greg is Sweden. He's
5: secretly I'm, with us. I'm neutral Home. in this conflict. Oh yes, experience. right. Selling selling iron ore under the guise of neutrality. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> have you have you ever heard of heavy water? Well,
2: let me <laughs> tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will Greg's make my salesman. decision. I'll make my decision at the end of the podcast uh, from the information you guys provide. This is Just
4: Greg, Greg's the mediator.
1: Uh, yeah, he's the judge.
0: Oh, you don't want that. Greg, uh, about that $5 I e transferred you, I uh, thought that has nothing to do with it, okay? Whoa, 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 Dennis.
2: Wait, Dennis, I think you transferred me $50. Shh. Well, yeah, that's $5
0: American. <laughs> <laughs> well then, shall we get into it? Yes. Fine. Yeah, it's let's go. Team stuff.
1: Yeah, I guess so. <clears throat> Jesus The winning goodness. team. What the hell okay. is this, ha, ha, ha!
4: Oh, oh my so god. Boring. The
0: cap like M&M. <laughs> 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 we have m and D. decal on the side.
3: <laughs> We've gone over it that new Mexicans are obsessed with M&M because we're behind like five years. So, you know, it oh makes god. sense. Also, I, I, love that you,
5: I love that you've already shown your vehicle getting smoked by an airstrike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's the archer
3: off in the <laughs> distance. It's the archer off oh, in I'm the distance. Part part don't worry.
6: Um, just before he starts, um, we can get in on the Ezra bullying real quick. Just have a look at what he posted in podcast planning.
2: Oh no! <laughs> oh God!
1: That's what? 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 Ezra, what Ezra, the fuck? What? <laughs> Ezra, you're you're really making me side with you.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, right. I don't know what right. I hate more about it.
8: Is it wearable, <laughs> yeah. Or are you just like a, like an anime boo? Like I don't he's, know which I hate. More. That's all it is. He's, he's, both. On, he's, I'm
6: gonna, he's don't, um, don't worry about it. Both both and, uh, he swings both ways. I'm gonna add the base <laughs> the fucking reaction. There you go. <laughs> oh yeah. And remember, uh,
0: if you want to join the Discord server so you can too can see this debauchery. Uh the link will be <laughs> in the description. Actually technically no, this is the correct reaction for it. Oh
3: for God's sakes.
2: Oh my god. Oh god,
0: no. Oh <laughs> he's, uh, Jack, look at the kind of sweaty wearabo you're sitting here with. Oh yeah, he's sweaty already. Right.
3: Okay, right no no no. no. Oh I'm extremely sweaty, I'm moist.
0: Just just watch
3: out the any seat
6: you sit on in that in that stud.
1: Hey Dennis, the well the thing is, he's passionate. Oh, I'm He sure. knows
3: yes. what he likes.
4: <laughs> Israel's passionate well, with I the mean, stug.
3: <laughs> I mean I can get one of those stugs for eighty two thousand Reichsmarks, so you know, it's cheap. Where are you getting
1: eighty two thousand Reichsmarks? <laughs> Don't worry
4: about Don't it. Don't
3: worry
1: about it. Yeah, it's my money my money laundering scheme. <laughs> oh, New Mexico thing. Old Nazi currency. New
8: it New was nice. a birthday gift. Give it a few you years, it'll be accepted here in the States.
1: I also uh, uh... want to point out Val and his uh, cartoony grave. <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. And you can, on, you can notice Mr.
3: You can notice Mister. Hobby's Juices sitting on
0: top <laughs> of the stug what? waiting for me to drink.
4: Mr.
0: Hobby's Juices. <laughs> Greg, if you choose these charcoal heads at the end of the podcast, I'm going to be mightily <laughs> disappointed. <laughs>
2: Ezra, you're making it hard for me to choose you already, man.
4: <laughs> See, but look, at it's least I, got I, me.
2: I, I put effort
3: I put effort into these slides.
6: You threw a picture of a jet
3: with some fucking
2: bombs, a backwards hat, the MMP logo, a gray for Val, and a, a bottle of juice. Juice.
8: Uh, I thought that was just some <laughs> like yeah, cheap ephedrine. I thought that was like
3: a... Never mind. Yeah, I know. We probably very
8: Dennis? differently.
3: But Dennis has an archer smoking a joint. That's cool.
4: <laughs> yeah. Well, pass you, the joint. Here?
3: Give me the LSD.
4: Yeah. Let's fucking
3: hit. Let's do this thing. He's trying to get the red panda high. Oh god.
0: We're He's He's already already on well. It's Amsterdam. Trip. Why wouldn't you? You're Oh, that's so? a good point.
1: That's
0: a good yeah, point. Okay, fair enough. All right, Ezra so needs trust case.
3: Okay.
8: <laughs> okay, the Hetzer's inbred cousin. Who's making these slides? <laughs> I <laughs>
4: <laughs> okay so in my defense in i'm my a fan of, defense, of that quote
3: i didn't as much as i'd love to take credit for it i didn't come up with the head sir's inbred cousin joke that was val
0: no that was me oh well <laughs> it was jack the two long long-haired blonde <laughs> members of our podcast dude.
3: <laughs> <laughs> i'm getting blonde don't worry i'm progressively bleaching my hair That's good, that's good. Love to see it. Oh, heavens. (laughs) Alright, let's get into this. Let's crack open the thick stug. (laughs) Juices. You
0: are down horrendous. (laughs) (laughs) So
3: This slide is just me explaining that the stug was based off of an already really successful uh, tank, the Panzer III. So, you know, it's gonna be good, no matter what. What can go wrong? Exactly. The Panzer three was a perfect tank. I'd PTRD. say listen, the Panzer three might be better than the Sherman.
0: Shut your mouth.
2: Okay. The Panzer Three was better against like the R thirty five. Sure. I think
0: we've got a round two right now. Well-
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll fight that one. I'll fight that one.
8: So you know, I'd like to I'd like to say though, with with regards to the Panzer Three, regardless of how successful you may or may not believe it is You know the early Stugs, uh, they you know when when Manstein first was talking about wanting to do a Stug based off the Panzer III chassis, you know there was a lot of pushback on that. The armored forces really didn't want to give up any of their tank chassis for anything other than tanks. They weren't really they weren't really hot on the idea of some sort of assault artillery.
4: And, right, and John, which
0: makes sense. Was, John, what was the motivation behind that, if you don't mind me asking? Was it like they looked down upon the idea of using more of an artillery esque type of vehicle, or was it, like, well, it was just that they wanted more tanks? This sounds passive aggressive.
4: Yeah. No,
8: well, <laughs> and, and you know what? Honestly, I think a lot of the German high command, I think saying passive aggressive is a good way to describe it because you had, <laughs> you know, yeah, <laughs> but because, you know, you had like those inter service rivalries, uh, and, and really, like von Manstein, he. It wasn't so much that he wanted to take away from the tanks. He just saw armored combat as like more than just combined arms. He figured that the infantry needs to have a certain amount of support. So he wanted Stug batteries within the infantry arm to help support the armored arm after the armor kind of like, you know, punched through the line. He assumed the infantry would still need some sort of armor to back them up. He wanted more
7: of integrated arms rather than combined arms. Correct. Yes. Yes.
8: He wanted an infantry arm. Purposed armored vehicle, rather than an armored vehicle that supports infantry.
2: I can't believe I'm saying this, but
0: I, I kind of wish our command would take a look at that. Uh, oh my god, it's going to be a bunch of guys in Okinawa rolling around in Stugs. The U.S. Army is looking
7: into the light, uh, newest light tank. That's kind of what they're thinking is they're going to be oh, infantry yeah. units and have met be integrated support. It's only got a 105, but it's mainly for. Like taking out bunkers and other hard, hard objects. We have AAVs
3: say, and LAVs. That, that's it. That yeah. new light tank, I will say it looks
7: disgusting. It, it looks horrendous, but I think yeah, it, it, it is, will get the job done. It's it looks, a strike. Yeah. wish
6: <laughs> It looks like um, someone tried to design an Abrams from someone describing an Abrams badly.
7: Yeah, and like having yeah. to go like with like forty tons instead of seventy tons. And then like, also eh, makes... we squish it. And mean like, like we the American
5: scale of the Scorpion, though. Yeah, a little bit. It's a Scorpion-sized Abrams. <laughs>
2: yeah. If the Scorpion, the Abrams, and the Striker
1: all had a threesome, that would be their battle. It's designed by some well. Syrian guy who saw an Abrams <laughs> once. <Yeah.
5: laughs> is, is the one hundred and five the one off the MGS? I do not know
1: i think it is i
7: google (laughs) well
1: google inter i will say
3: about the stug if mike michael whitman started his extremely successful career not he again. started his not extremely again. successful tank destroying career in a Stug 3. So, yeah, and then, and then, and then ended his right. extremely
5: successful tank destroying career by getting domed by a seventeen pounder. So,
3: <laughs> yeah, some Get Canadian shoemaker, on. right? Yeah, yeah, but he wasn't a Stug when it happened. So therefore, the Stug is not responsible for his death. <laughs> <laughs> no, his no. inferior tank <laughs> tactics. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> he Get was it. in
3: an inferior Tiger because Tigers suck. You suck. That I was just first? excited to nah. see I think you've said all to night. see Michael
1: Whitman get clapped. <laughs> we went over this a few episodes ago.
3: Mike, <laughs> we've, we've gone over it a
2: couple episodes, a few episodes.
3: He, no, Michael Whitman didn't just get clapped. He got splattered. Mm. Everywhere. Mm. <laughs>
6: oh. <laughs> Where did Michael Whitman go after the explosion?
7: Everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> <laughs>
2: bro you know the inside of that fucking turret was like pink
7: yeah. oh.
1: michael whitman juice <laughs> oh god
0: can we coming on yet or <laughs> do we still have to pour it on a little bit thicker <laughs> <laughs> no 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 it's
8: all good all right guys it's turn it up
0: let's go <laughs> yeah i was say,
8: pour it on man i was say, i'm only up to oh, michael deep, whitman so let's
0: smoothie
1: get, <laughs> lather it up
3: <laughs> oh god <laughs> And listen, another point about Stug superiority is the Stug claimed twenty thousand kills in nineteen
0: forty four. How many, many did the
3: how, how, many, how many did, did these claim? Built,
0: though hmm? how many Stugs were built? Though about 12, how many 000? Stugs were built? Okay, so of twelve, yeah, eleven, 11 oh,
3: thousand. Pull my calculator. Eleven thousand. Like, oh God, Dennis is
0: pulling out his
8: calculator.
1: Oh, oh no, no. no! Oh no! Yeah, if you
8: add oh, if you had all the Stugs, like the Howard subversions and the little short barrel dicks, whatever. Yeah, it was like it was yeah eleven thousand something, but I mean just short of twelve thousand. They have like kill yeah. ratio
0: one point six. What are you talking about? That's not good. And and how many of those twenty thousand over are like one BT sevens? Well, exactly, <laughs> Dennis. It's over one. That's still not good. Yeah, it's, it's I mean. over one. <laughs> if if over one is your standard of what is good, then that is a very terrible military. Yeah, but how many how many tanks did the Archer knock
3: out? Probably not twenty thousand.
4: Yeah, Covid currently so has a kill
5: ratio than the Ezra. Start. Ezra. Ezra, Ezra.
2: Ezra. They Ezra. On <laughs> Ezra. They were on one front, my well,
0: man. They were on one front. Well, Covid 20, is chemical <laughs> warfare. That's no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. There were not 20,000 German tanks left by the time the Archer got there.
3: <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, didn't the
8: Archers see most combat in Egypt after the war? Yes.
5: Yes.
3: They did. <laughs> yeah, weren't they getting domed by the Israelis?
0: No, they were clapping M51s. Ooh. Oh, that hurts. Lapping M51s. Ooh. Didn't they do actually
7: that... they on the Yom Kippurler? Yeah, I think I they, will were, say in they that. were. Yeah,
3: They were, yeah. That hurts because the M51 and the Stug 3 are my favorite tanks. They're beautiful. You are weird. Oh, and <laughs> the SDRV 103.
0: He takes oh a God. bunch it's of It's just salt in the wound, Ezra. And puts his finger on one. And he's like, that's <laughs> my favorite tank. <laughs> <What>? There's darts. <laughs>
3: The STRV one hundred and three is the modern equivalent of a Stug.
0: No, it's not. You mean the sixties equivalent? <laughs> well, the
5: 60s. Technically. and arguably, it looks a lot more like a Valentine Archer than it does like a Stug.
0: I was about to say it acts a lot more like an Archer than it does a Stug,
3: <laughs> including Mantis, the ability to drive in ahead.
0: reverse. <laughs> yeah, the Stug far... can
3: drive in reverse, just not yeah, very fast. Not
4: fast. <laughs> well, Greg, defend <laughs> not <very> yourself. Fast. <laughs>
3: Uh, uh, We'll we'll do that in another episode. We gotta
2: go
5: next slide. Oh,
3: yeah, next slide. slide. Yeah. We do. Okay. This proves Stug's superiority. It is three inches smaller than the archer.
0: Oh, three inches. Short king. Doesn't it?
3: (laughs) (laughs) It's perfect for ambushes. Let's see your extra three inches try to hide in a bush.
1: (laughs) It's three inches went somewhere else. Hey,
3: according to this slide,
2: and many other beforehand, three inches is a lot. I can yeah, hide really
5: three right. inches in an emotional problem. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs>
8: you know, um, the Stug, so the Archer being an open-top vehicle, the Stug was originally uh, built as an open-top vehicle, but the crews complained that they would be too exposed to enemy fire.
1: Wait, was not really? They just needed really? to... Tur- uh-huh.
8: Yeah, yeah the the first yeah the first iteration of the Stug was supposed to be open top vehicle. Huh. huh. Yeah, but the well, Germans the Germans really didn't. I mean, obviously they had some open top vehicles like the Nashhorn and a couple of the Panzer thirty eight conversions. But the, yeah, the Kubelwagen. Oh, uh, the yeah, That's a, that's like a so. G so what, you, what you're saying?
5: What you're saying is then is that Stug cruiser cowards. Well, but y- well, yes, yes, <laughs> cowards. Well, cowards. well
8: in a, in a, no,
3: way, no, no, I object.
5: <laughs> they were doing... <laughs> I mean do. you got to
8: think about Germany. I mean, I guess maybe not in the beginning of the war did they realize how valuable the crews were over their actual, you know, armored vehicles, but for sure they needed protection from things like air support because they had zero air superiority for like the majority of the war. Mm-hmm. And obviously of artillery attacks, they needed some overhead so protection. So they,
0: they thought their crews were valuable. So the first thing they do is they put them in a little metal box, which is completely sealed right beside the ammunition rack. Yes. Well, to be fair, everybody was doing this. Everyone was sticking guys <laughs> Yeah, in the exactly. That's boxes. what
3: a tank is. Yeah, but at least the Archer, um, I mean, at least the Stug can't be taken out by a dude lobbing a grenade inside. They have to get on and open a hatch first. Uh, I think uh, not and
0: I could discuss uh, an incident where that would prove that that didn't really happen in, uh, in the Netherlands when we get to our slides. Oh
1: boy. Oh, no, he has a defense mechanism.
0: Also, the stug is cheap and plentiful. So it's literally from Alibaba.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Yes, it is. Oh, actually, no, it's from AliExpress.
1: We buy our tanks from AliExpress. <laughs>
8: Oh, and that cost too, that cost was only reduced because there was no turret, right? That was kind of the main, that's the main cost saving thing here is that it's a case made vehicle
0: instead of having a turret.
2: The turret is in the driver. Wow.
0: Well, <laughs> right. Uh, uh, John, question for you about the Stug. So sure. because it doesn't have a turret, it, did they do anything with the gearing of it to try and make it easier to say, turn the vehicle to compensate for that lack of a turret? Absolutely not. The
8: Germans, the Germans, yeah, no. The, uh, the I would say the final drive and the transmission. It was the same as the uh, the Panzer III. They really <laughs> didn't. They really, they really didn't have time for upgrading things like
7: the transmission. That's the very. Drive. That's very un-German <laughs> of them, though. They were always innovating. <laughs> lever 20 level Like, meters. You know what? Fuck it. Good enough.
8: <laughs> Although, by by all accounts, though, especially the earlier models, like the Panzer III and the Stug, uh, all the all the mechanical, you know, the engine, the gearbox, the you know, all all of that stuff. Was was actually adequate enough because they hadn't they hadn't overtaxed all those systems. Because like as the war goes on, they keep slapping more armor on the Panzer III, on the Panzer IV, on the Stugs, without improving really the motor or any of the you know the drive shaft or the final drives. They just keep slapping on more weight and expecting they they kept expecting the equipment to keep working. Because this right. pre-concrete it failed over and over again. Yeah, pre-concrete, and it was still you know it was it was moderately successful, but. Again, the Germans, if you look at a lot of their designs, it was almost like they didn't expect them to break down all that much because it really was difficult to work on all these Imagine, it's almost like there was hubris in their design. Yes. (laughs) A hubris and a sort of sense of urgency. Like, oh my God, we're in a war now?
3: Like, this wasn't supposed to be. Yeah, I think, like, what it was made for, it did that job pretty well.
8: Yeah, I, I, you know, and, and I, I look back to, like, I'm still, I'm, I'm thinking about the, the Stug, like, you know, like the offs A through C versions, the very early ones with the little short right. barrel. Right, They the carried, you know, yeah. yeah, they carried 80% HE ammo. And if Manstein had had his way, because they only had, I think there was like maybe 36 of them during the 1940 invasion of France. Mm-hmm. Um, you really don't see the Stug until you, you know, you get into Operation Barbarossa, at like 1941 campaign. But right. if, if Manstein has had his way, you would have definitely seen them more fighting in France. But the ones that did, that did actually do combat in France, yeah, they did exactly what they were meant to do. Roll up with the infantry, lob HE rounds, and you know just take out you know, pillboxes and machine gun nests and all that. And they, they were, for, on all accounts, pretty successful in doing that job. They didn't become tank killers until later. You know, they were right. still considered
3: Sturm artillery at this point. And here we have a list of all of the variants. So, um, it's A through C have the short barrel, right? And then from, uh, I wrote this down in the notes.
8: Yeah. So I've got a book. So, uh, let's see, let's see. In okay. My book,
3: a through E, A through a E have through the e, short yes. gun. Yes. And then F through G have the long pack 40 we stuck forty. I forget which.
8: Yeah, well the the F the F had actually a, a shorter seventy five. When you get to the F eight, you have the seventy five by I think it's um, thirty eight or something. Because the, the the original F model, the seventy five was just a little bit shorter than the F eight through the uh, through the G G models. Okay. But, the, but they were but the G model the
3: longer barrel was the more prolific of the stu- of the stu- Right. They they made and- much more of those. And we're going to get to that in a few slides when we oh, discuss sorry. the armament. No, it's fine. Question. Make sure I get this right. Which one
2: did the finish use? The G, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. Almost exclusively the G. Because it's a G
3: vehicle.
4: <laughs>
3: I will say it is cool that they made a flamethrower version of the Stug. That's kind of interesting. Pretty sure everyone had a flamethrower or something there was no
2: flamethrower archer no but there was a flamethrower universal carrier
7: no, that sea. is true Cold did sea. they ever put a
8: flamethrower in the valentine without it being an archer
5: yes I'm they looking, did huh it is as I as I also consult a book
0: yeah Ezra do you have this you've, you've literally got server daddy here with a book <laughs> <laughs> yeah sorry I'm an old man I got books all day long no, Nothing
2: wrong with a good old book.
5: Crap, I can't find it now. I might have made that up. I'll keep looking. I know Nobody, yeah, okay, I sounds really right. right.
0: They did put. They did test out a flamethrower on the Valentine. Yeah, the British. But the they Valentine's never
8: a crazy shit. Wait. They also what tried gun did the bishop have? The, um,
6: 25 uh, the bishop twenty-five pounder, I think.
8: Uh, okay.
6: Yeah. They also tried turning what the gun's... Valentine into a DD
8: um before mm-hmm. the Sherman. did they really yeah before um, the
6: Sherman. yeah actually i saw i saw one i saw a restored one at bovington um they were originally going to use valentine's as the uh dd tanks for d-day and all that except the one of the problems was um you know how the turret sits quite far up and you got the gun that sticks out yeah um, was it unbalanced to the front well what they had to do is the turret had to be rotated to face backwards so you could get the screen up so then basically, they drop the screen, you've still got to rotate it and all that, whereas the Sherman, you just drop the screen, drop the screen and you're good to go, you know? See, so even the sure.
2: Allied Commanders
3: thought smaller was better. Yeah,
4: that's well, interesting. Yeah. Yeah.
3: They also never shoved a 105 into a uh, Valentine, though. Uh,
4: no. Don't we didn't. Need it. Uh, they No, but they did it. put a uh, 75 five see- in it. And a ninety-five.
2: That's true.
3: But they never got deployed. I mean, the closest I think you get to that's the bishop, right? With the eighty-seven. Yeah.
5: No, bishop. Bishop was twenty-five pounder. So bishops, your self-propelled howitzer. And then there was plans for a heavy Valentine, with either a fifty-seven, a seventy-five, or a ninety-five. But uh oh God. they moved they moved on from it. Because at that point things like uh Cromwell and whatnot were coming online. So you had a better a better chassis. Hmm.
8: What how how much of a difference is there between the Crusader and the Valentine? In terms of what? Uh just just in like in weight and armor. Because they, they look so similar to me. Or am I thinking of
6: a different tank? I'm sorry, hold on.
5: No, you'd be.
6: Uh, the Valentine has got um more armor than a Crusader. The Crusader had fucking none, basically. The Crusader was a tin box.
8: Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was there. The Valentine is the heavier one. Okay, that's what I'm... Okay. Yeah,
6: because the, the uh, Valentine was the, an infantry tank. Crusader was a uh, cruiser, cruiser. Cruiser. So it had more armor. Like the, Crusader the had one, 50? 50 millimeters? Yeah, I think it was. Wasn't the
2: Valentine the one that cooked its troops? Its crewmen? That was the Covenanter. Yeah.
7: Covenanter, okay. Yeah, because they had the radiators on the front.
4: Yeah. And running yeah, through the crew compartment.
7: Yeah, stupid fucking design.
1: Except in Russia.
7: Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, Jack is right. Except in Russia. It would be perfect. Yes. Yes. Okay. The stone, for what it is, has fairly good armor. Like 80 millimeters. 81 if you look at the uh, diagram, but. And that doesn't even count all of the concrete that the crew would put on, which in (laughs) no way would affect it being able to move faster.
6: And actually, the.
0: um, Somehow normalized the shot that hits it.
6: Yeah. Yeah, um, (laughs) The concrete actually made it worse for crews. Oh, um, I can
0: imagine like significantly worse yeah like yeah. if there
6: was going to be a deflection like you know if you're going to instead of having a ricochet the concrete was soft enough that the tip would actually dig in and turn the uh, and turn it turn the uh, projectile to you know face the uh, armor better Um, yeah there was like there was, was a lot of that kind of stuff it was just um, yeah the concrete just made things worse it was good for morale but that was it
3: Yeah, don't worry, guys. Yeah,
4: don't worry.
2: If you feel invincible, you are invincible. Michael
3: Whitman. As
4: they drive.
3: (laughs) (laughs) see, don't worry about it. Like, all we're focusing on is the Archer and the Stug, and the Stug has significantly more armor than the Archer. So... You sound like a religious person who's like, don't look at the bad parts of my religion, look at the good
2: huh?
5: parts. <laughs> Whitman's Tiger had considerably more armor than the Sherman that domed yeah, him, is. but...
3: Hmm. <laughs> that didn't oh. save
5: him.
3: <laughs> well, he was incompetent.
5: And I... Ezra, I can't, I can't read your silly little diagram here, but um, I'm pretty sure that 80 millimeter applies strictly to like one small section of the glacis, and the rest of the thing is covered in tin plate and you know hopes and prayers. I mean, hey, maybe it'll work. Who knows? I'm, I'm seeing a lot of uh, what's that? 17 millimeter.
0: <laughs> maybe, maybe 30 millimeter on the floor. 18 millimeter on the engine deck. I see a lot of roof armor that's quite thin, especially in areas where you might get—I don't know—attacked by a typhoon. That's yeah, but that's if the, the typhoon pan. can hit you.
5: Uh, the typhoon definitely hit you and everything else in the grid square.
8: <laughs> yeah, well I think the typhoon had—I think it was like what, like a twenty percent hit ratio or something. It wasn't wasn't fantastic. The, the,
0: the three-inch rocket was not known for its accuracy, but then the twenty-millimeter no. cannons were an awful. That's true.
6: Yeah, didn't, didn't the typhoon have like the highest like uh, h- armor kills in the Second World War? Something like that.
3: Uh, I
6: think they had the highest
8: claimed kills. Yeah, yeah.
5: We, we all know what Air Force claims are.
8: Yeah, uh, that's yeah. The, the problem. Yeah, I think they claimed a lot more hits than they actually received. Uh, I th- like most, most of the at least in Normandy, the Normandy campaign, it was like less than twenty percent. While oh, we are yeah. recording this
0: podcast, I have single-handedly knocked out four Panthers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: Yeah, but have you knocked out any Stugs? He has it because they're invincible. Them and their like thirty millimeters of roof armor <laughs> with very
0: poor steel. May I add? Yeah.
4: <laughs> and actually, hey, is my, my uh, back-
1: volume back up again? Oh yes,
0: yes,
4: yes,
1: yes, it is. Wait, okay.
3: Yeah, don't worry about it.
5: You oh, you will probably worry.
3: survive.
5: To go back to my ADD moments, there was a flamethrower Valentine. I finally found it. It was experimental only, but it was used in development of the treasure crocodile. Okay.
0: Ooh, nice. That's kind of cool. cool. Hold just on. It's a trailer flamethrower? Pause, pause, pause. Pause, yes. pause. I'm just going to take it one second. Hold on. Okay. So,
8: not to, not to backtrack too much, but. Um, no, that's I what we saying, do
6: I, here. It's fine. Well, good, good, because <laughs> I do this too. So,
8: uh, so on my on my podcast on episode ten, um, I actually was talking about the the typhoons and their rockets specifically in their close air support role. Their hit rate was less than four no, percent.
4: Nice, no. nice, yes, Sweet. but
8: but one of those rockets at four percent of a hit rate, if it hit even a fucking panther, that panther was done. Any any tank that got hit by that rocket, it is absolutely done for.
3: Well, me and my Stug crew will take that 4% raise. <laughs> you'll, you'll roll those dice?
8: Mean, yeah, get your D100 out, let's go. Yeah, there's, enough, there's
7: enough Stugs out there that they can take those chances. Yeah, right? Exactly,
3: exactly. Put on your helmet and you'll be fine. <laughs> it's almost like this. Wait, is...
7: what helmet?
8: We're, we're Panzer crew, there's no helmets. <laughs> it's
0: almost like... I yeah, take it way. from a like, dead SS guy.
3: I mean, at the point where um, the Typhoons were out there, like... You can probably just find a dead SS guy to steal his helmet. Who, who said Rangler he had to be SS, Ezra? What about the regular <laughs> Wehrmacht?
5: <Rangler> <laughs> oh, who what said there was mean... going to be anything left of his helmet? Yeah. Can I point <laughs> you out another thing about the armor? Wehrmacht?
6: <laughs> I'd like to point out another thing about... Um, so you got the, the side skirts there, right? Right. Um, the Schutzen. Yep, the Schutzen. Um... You know, they actually made it more effective for the uh, American bazookas.
7: Because it did activated it, their fuse.
6: Yeah, the ba- oh. the, Ameri- the bazooka rounds, their fuses, The reason One of the reasons they didn't work that well, apart from not being trained well enough about tank destroying, was the fuse was too long. So when it hit, it would usually bounce off or something like that before it detonated. Um, the and actually allowed the fuse to, t- to hit at the right moment. So really, you're adding on armor and making it easier for you know someone with a bazooka to take you out.
0: Sort of in the similar yeah, sense to how the concrete helps uh, normalize an armor-piercing round. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it's
7: it's great in
3: concept, not great in practical use. Yes. I mean, but the in wasn't made to defend against the bazooka when it was made. It was made for the Eastern Front. Yeah, the PTRD. <laughs> yeah,
6: and to defend against their own pan- Panzerfausts once they started getting captured.
7: Yep. <laughs> Uh, John, question
0: for you. I'm not sure if you would have uh, known this statistic, but did you do you have any idea of like how effective things like the PTRD actually were against things like the Stug on the Eastern Front?
8: Um. Well, so when I was doing when I when I did the um the series on the Panther, when we were talking about the Battle of Kursk specifically, the uh, the PTRDs those would penetrate the Panther on the side. So no, I could, I like yeah. So the same thing with the side skirts here. Those side skirts were developed for the pan's uh, for the Panther. Uh, and actually, it's why the Panther 2 project was canceled. Because the Panther 2, they were going to just like double the size of the, the side hull armor. Exactly. But once they realized that they could just use a little bit of mild steel to just deform the PTRD bullet, that was enough for them to go, you know what? Just stick skirts on it and we'll go ahead with the Panther. So I will say this, as effective as they were, they were very effective as long as they were able to hit the sides. And there was like a metric fuck ton of those on the Eastern Front that, like, they legitimately were causing problems. What, PTRDs side- or Russians? Well, oh. Both. both <laughs> really? Yeah, both, really. And, and also, they actually found out that the, the side skirts were effective at deflecting and kind of softening the blow of the 50 millimeter anti tank guns that the Russians were putting out there as well.
0: Hmm. Well, probably. Yeah, it was actually. Yeah, it was
8: it was enough to kind of deflect it because anything anything straight onto the Panther side was basically going to punch right through. That was right. almost a given.
6: The only problem is just trying to get it through that gap between like the upper hull and the tracks and road wheel. Yes,
8: yes, yeah, yeah. There was yeah, there was a little bit of precision needed, but
2: hey, when you're on the Russian front, you're popping tanks left and right. You got experience. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Anti Blitzkrieg. Oh
6: yeah, so what's the next slide about the Stug?
3: Ooh, the best part. Ah, uh, mucho big cannon, yes. Uh, we all I just want to know that the. Okay, look, the Stug's F through G could kill 54 tanks. Let that sink in, you know? A single tiger
0: could <laughs> kill 10 Shermans.
3: <laughs> that's 54 dead smoking Shermans. We're but there's always
2: 55.
6: <laughs> yeah, that's the Just American white.
4: <laughs> <mean, laughs> I mean, 54 to 1 isn't a bad. AP rounds. <laughs> it... What? What?
2: That's assuming their logistics is going to work,
0: not... That's uh, assuming they're carrying 54 AP rounds, which they never would be. That's yeah. assuming
5: you can see your target from
0: inside your little concrete box. Yeah.
5: <laughs> the Sherman's, but very fast?
3: Well, that's why you have Carl... No, no. Hans, sticking his head out of the loader hatch. And getting you know. it shot off by the 50 cal on top the Sherman. But the Sherman has to see the camouflage stug first. Easy enough. I
2: feel
7: like if they were sitting in an ambush position, they could get the the first shot of.
2: Oh, one. They actually, yeah. Yeah, shot. yeah.
7: Like I, I feel like if used properly as an ambush weapon, they were extremely effective until they were found. In which case, they might have been a little bit of, uh, a little bit in trouble, but. I feel mm-hmm. like
2: they'd be easy to exploit
1: once you found their position. Oh,
2: absolutely.
7: Drive around their you, side. They, don't have a, they don't have an oscillating turret, so of course is they're the, easy to exploit. Well, it's the, the
1: exact same with like the Hetzer and any smaller tank destroyers. True.
6: Unless you're like um, Brad Pitt and Fury, then you have plot armor, so, you know. You can, a, <laughs> you can have a fucking gun staring straight in front of a Sherman and miss.
1: German Brad Pitt. <laughs>
2: Hey, hey, that's Hollywood, okay? That actually happened,
6: okay?
8: And uh, not not to be too big of an asshole here, but the, uh, the 7.5, uh, the the L43, that was actually only on the Stug F. Everything, everything F8 and, well, I guess the F8 and the G, it actually had the L48 gun. It was just a little bit longer. Oh. Which gave it a little bit better penetration and, uh, you know, just just characteristics it's such a it's such a nitpicky fucking thing but yeah there's the l43 gun that was on the stug f and they had the uh-huh. l48 gun. Could those could
7: those take the same ammo types or was it a different? Route? yes yes the yeah, basically the, the same, same, same it was just a little bit of a longer barrel yeah it was so a longer was a-
8: barrel and i think the muzzle brake was different hmm. so the recoil okay, was just a little bit different yeah, there's, and it's like it's like such a little nitpicky thing, but that's why there's the Stug F and then the F eight because that eight is the L forty eight.
1: Do you know that's why cool. they had the different guns? Um, oh God,
8: because maybe Hitler woke up on the wrong running. side of the bed. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, honestly, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, saying, I, I think it was just one of those production things. I had some I, think the, I think the forty the L I think the L forty eight I think that barrel is also what they used on the pack guns. So I think it was just a matter right. of they just had it lying around. Mm-hmm.
7: They figured it, it. might as well strap them in. Yeah, yeah. So Hitler,
3: Hitler took one look at the Stug E and was like, we need the longest gun possible. Yeah, here's a couple more inches.
2: He's <laughs> like, I might not be able to add inches to myself, but I can add inches to my Stug.
0: <laughs> he is compensating. The, this, the Stug is the equivalent to that lifted truck. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's rolling coal oh, a day lifted. He's got the a fuck Trudeau stug. plugs
4: <laughs> <laughs> I want
3: to see a lifted Stug now. Get the fuck out of here! Oh God, I don't be think so that's cool. possible.
7: <laughs> well, you're making it really hard to be on your team right now.
5: That's called an elephant, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. What What was that E
2: series, the E50 or whatever? Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, so they
0: could lift themselves up and down on their suspension. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> Once hydraulics. Legendary. Oh, no
2: shit, Jack.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Fucking Technology. Big
2: brain it over here.
3: <laughs> well, uh,
5: next we, slide, we, we, please. What you got oh. next there, a uh, group in here?
4: Yeah.
3: Oh, we have an even bigger gun. We oh, have God. 105 howitzer.
1: We have
0: 105 howitzer. Oh, yeah. You also have riveted That's... armor.
1: Yeah, the rivets. That's
3: what
0: well, I'm
7: looking at. I like think I think that human. was just <laughs> extra bolted on armor. Although oh, it's actually yeah. riveted armor. It's just extra plates they put on. Because the the stews were like the advanced. Uh, the, they were Sturmhaubitzers, so they were really like the final version of the assault gun. They were truly exactly nice. an infantry support tank. Which is why they decided to slap on this additional frontal armor and just like. Fucking go straight at them. Don't worry about what's to your sides. you got infantry for that. And then, I mean, they carried uh, AP rounds for those, but I think it was mostly HE. I will
3: say, I think I like these more than, like, a... uh, than, say, just, like, a a G. Just because of that shorter, thicker gun.
7: They do have a a better aesthetic, I think.
3: Yeah. Especially because the gun's a different color. I don't know. That... It's still in the, I'm guessing what primer? No, don't oh, go so, there. So don't so go there. Nope, sure.
4: <laughs> 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 Oh,
7: a different color, my good. dude. It's black and white. What do you mean? Next. <laughs> yeah, next oh, slide. so so next. you just see black and white, huh?
4: Wait, wait, wait. Yep. Go back, go back.
7: <laughs> nope, no, no, <laughs> no,
5: no, no, I have no. one more
3: thing to address. <laughs> Why? I'd like to see. I'd like to see your pitiful Valentine stick a 105 howitzer on it.
0: We didn't
5: need to. We had better tanks to do that. <laughs>
0: Actually, well, they did. They did actually put a twenty-five pounder on it. They just decide now nah, we've got better stuff for it than that.
5: Yeah, but the bison sucked, though. The so, bison, bison did suck.
0: <laughs> I say
3: <laughs> that yeah. as I'm playing with little one-one-hundred uh, bison. I'm working on.
0: It's Leave so it to cute. Ezra to literally be playing with little toys while he's talking about tags. Ezra,
2: built <laughs> stugs, right? you, you built a lot of stugs, right? I have built a lot of stugs. Things. You built a lot yes. of things
4: that
5: suck. Oh,
7: so um, I mean, the models are good, the topic
4: besides, yeah. Yeah, there was uh, a bit of a low
7: blow there. That
4: was. (laughs) (laughs)
8: Um, On the previous slide, it said you didn't have any information on the ammo. Um, I got a little little fun tidbit. So while obviously, you know, it's a full-size howitzer round, so it's just firing high explosive rounds, it did have, um, and actually this was kind of like on Hitler's orders, that they carried, they actually carried shape charges. They were actually heat rounds. They weren't just regular AT rounds. They were high explosive anti tank rounds. Ooh, it's fucking baller. Which, which to get, yeah, close. which, which is kind of a funny thing to think. They're just like fucking lobbing these heat rounds on tanks, <laughs> but but they didn't carry a whole lot of them because obviously all of the ammo shortages and the heavy metals and stuff they needed. But yes, they did carry like a few of these HEAT rounds.
3: Let me just say, Greg, you think the Pershing is so cool? The yep. Persian could not stand one of those. That's one dead Pershing. The Pershing would fuck up your fucking little.
0: <laughs> you, you, what, you don't, <laughs> don't, don't attack. The don't be doing this to Greg. What yeah, what? What are oh, you doing?
3: Oh, I forgot he's neutral.
0: No, 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 no. no, no. See, <laughs> if the Germans. The... <laughs> Greg,
4: I, I love think... the
0: Pershing. Oh, you do? I do.
3: Oh. I think the Germans should have bought all of the Pershings. Oh, Did someone hear something? I, I think someone left the window open.
5: <laughs> All I can hear is a lot of coping. Yeah, I hear a lot of bullshit coming.
4: <laughs> 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 but but
3: it makes sense.
5: All right, come on, Ezra. Tell us about your uh, your post war Stugs here. Yeah, oh, what, perfect. what okay. is
6: that? What is that thing? That is that
5: fifty cal. That's a good, that is a good twenty. It's, it's beautiful. Actually,
3: it's so beautiful. Yeah, okay. what the fuck is oh, that? Oh, I man? want to build that. I know. Post war, I think it's a G late because it has the um uh the pig head the machine right? gun. Yeah, yeah, and the Stein machine course. gun. So isn't that like- the same MG off of the Hetzer?
7: Like same design. Yeah, it is.
1: It's the exact same one.
7: Yeah. That. That much, like, twenty mil or fifty cal, whatever it is, looks like something that Israel would do because they love yeah. sticking MGs. Yeah, is that mm-hmm. Israeli
1: markings on the uh, I, side I of that, that. twenty that as well? Looks...
3: I I don't think it's Israeli. No,
5: right. that's that's Arabic.
3: Uh, yeah, that's, uh, uh, think? yeah, I'll that yeah Jack. Yeah, Jack. Not God, all sorry. Middle Eastern countries are the same. <laughs> yes, yes, Syria they are.
8: got a ton of these from Russia after the war. Who just said and yes? They, they still are. use them. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs>
3: well if
8: it ain't broke. It yeah, will we'll be soon. Like, <laughs> yeah, <numb. exactly. laughs>
7: give it give it although, time. Although I think the fact that these are still running is a testament. I mean they're it probably running, running in great The
2: Greyhound armor. is still running to this day. Okay, <laughs> hey, the great, Greyhound.
1: It's a great armored vehicle. Yeah, but it's a Greyhound. It's, it's it's great.
6: Twenty bucks so that the transmission is definitely not stock. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh just toss a, it's
7: got a of normal diesel transition in there. Yeah, bro, get your
2: like
5: Scavenged
7: out of a
2: Corolla. Now, bro, get <laughs> like a Ford Ranger, put the engine from that in the Greyhound.
7: Oh,
1: Jesus. Somebody oh, electric boy. swap the Greyhound.
0: Oh, God. Prius swap. Get the hybrid electric Greyhound. Oh, God.
8: Hybrid electric,
0: that's fantastic. Yeah, I like will say, for Dennis, wanna put a... Wanna if
8: years. swap
1: my Iltus. <laughs> okay, look. For as
3: good as I say the Stug is... There is one thing I'll admit it's not good at. Can you guess what that is? Winning, Winning wars. wars. <laughs> 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 okay, that was a low blow. That was low blow. <laughs> yeah, that's hey, low hey, blow.
4: Hey,
2: hey. <laughs> Call it a low blow all you want. Just spitting facts.
3: Actually, no. Israel won some wars. Israel yeah, really
5: Israel won the war with more than just a couple of leftover stocks. <laughs>
8: <laughs> yeah, they had leftover Sherman's and leftover measurements. Okay, exactly. yeah, yeah,
3: they had the glory. They had the glorious M51. I'm not calling it a Super Sherman because the Israelis never called it the Super Sherman. But your, yeah,
0: saying this makes me wish that maybe the, they didn't win as much. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, I mean, Ezra,
4: if
1: you're not going to
3: call it as Oh, okay,
1: this ahead. whole podcast is off topic.
3: Uh, I mean, the Israelis have some good tanks. Like they're good Careful. at
0: their armor. Careful, I do to get banned off of YouTube. <laughs> What's that <laughs> yeah.
3: futuristic one they use right
7: now? The, the Merkava. I the Merkava,
0: fucking hate yeah. that thing.
7: Yeah, it looks awful.
0: What's wrong
3: with it?
7: It's it ugly. looks retarded.
3: <laughs> oh, no, I yeah. don't like
7: the aesthetics. It's it's okay. ugly enough to be a good looking tank. It's, the Mark III was exactly.
0: fantastic. It was probably one of the best looking tanks ever made. And then they covered all of the good features of it up. Yeah, with,
7: with additional armor.
3: <laughs> I mean, say what you will, but um, a Merkava IV LIC with uh, an APS looks really nice.
0: No. No, you're wrong. But it, it does, oh. though. No. All Russian of these equipment... D- is this our part three? What?
4: Oh, the
3: T-90s don't get, don't, uh. They're not great uh, tanks, T90. but they look good. The T-90s The look T-90 sick. does not look
1: good. What? What do you mean it doesn't look good?
2: You say the, T90- the Stug, a concrete box. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but it's the concrete, like, Zimmerit concrete. So, by not
0: logic, if we put concrete on a T-90, you'd be happy. <laughs>
3: Same Why less. not? I'm sure, I'm sure some Russian sure troops in Ukraine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, give saying, it, give, it give it some another,
7: time. Yeah, give it another couple of months, <laughs> and I'm sure you'll see someone with add on concrete armor.
3: Oh, imagine a Stug 3 with a Coke cage. Stop. Oh my god.
7: No. No. no, no. Dude, imagine we, like, in in a couple of months, we see a fucking Stug rolling around the battlefields of the Ukraine. Some fucker just found it, and, like, fuck it, we'll use it. It's been sitting in a barn yeah, for the last 85 the years. pulled out of a fucking huh. fog. Uh, yep, fixed it up. No, better to than the that, front. it's
0: uh, been sitting in a bush and no one's been able to find it. <laughs> <laughs> bush <laughs> camping.
3: Ezra. has been pull, there since World War Two. It's pulling Ezra, the T T-28 strategy. Yeah, yeah, what?
5: Point, point of order. You've listed five countries here to justify the amazing post-war usage of the Stug. This is true. How many wars did Spain fight from 1943 <laughs> to 1954? Did I, did I miss a did I miss a, a chapter out of my history book? You sure no, did. I was like,
8: I'm when did they sure, fight all no, like, years? Um, was fifties,
3: I'm sure they right? used the Stugs to like slaughter some innocent people and wow, that's a, really, that's a really that's a
0: really fantastic like measure of how good of a vehicle it was. Oh yeah, that's fighting like, innocent unarmed people—that's great. Yeah. That's to the way. democratically that's elected word.
5: government of Spain. <laughs> uh, we have no <laughs> control over what comes out of Ezra's mouth. Jesus, there's all your
7: subscribers. Fuck,
5: democratically elected <laughs> government.
1: <laughs> you thought you're getting a fucking sponsorship?
3: So ammo and still sponsor me. <laughs>
1: Don't. That's why he added it. That's it's for Mig.
8: I think. I think a lot of this. I think a lot of the dear ammo. Su- oh,
1: don't no, go ahead.
8: No, no. I was. Just saying, I think a lot of the Stug's success. Um, I don't even want to touch the post-war stuff because it was basically <laughs> a garbage-time vehicle after 45. Makes but sense. If, if you think about the Stugs, like the Stug's success is almost on accident. The Germans ended up using that vehicle not as it was intended, but more of because of the war they were fighting. So while they were busy designing like the Panther, uh, you know the Koenigs Tiger, all these vehicles to fight a war of like, oh, we're gonna like advance and like attack all these territories, what they Mm -hmm. really should have been building were more vehicles. Yeah, they needed defensive vehicles. Right. So the Stug, I think the Stug kind of gets like a not an unfair, but it's like it's a very bloated vehicle in the sense that yes, it has a high kill ratio and whatever you want to say, because it was fighting a defensive war. And if you have a small little vehicle with a big cannon that can just sit in a bush and ambush people, you're going to have a very, you know, like a high to kill to death ratio. But once you, once you put this thing on the advance against other vehicles, like fighting against Israel and these things gets their asses kicked every time. Oh, so you're it's saying got, it's, yeah, it's, it's just disability. not built for that. Right. No, no, exactly. And I think it was almost accidental that it was so successful. So
6: the you're Germans saying um, intended it. So you're saying that the Stug only got good when the Germans started losing?
8: Absolutely, <laughs> actually, yeah. yeah. And what in my opinion, the, kind of the Germans reason? were losing the moment they declared war. I mean, they there was there's to me there's never a winning formula for Germany after right, they declared right. war against the Soviet Union. That was a foregone conclusion. It was just a matter of time and people. Same with the uh,
6: Japanese and the Americans. Oh,
8: absolutely. Well, yeah. Who was, it?
6: Yamato, who was it, Yamato? Who was it, Yamamoto or something? Yamato, just basically yeah. at, at the yeah, when, you we know when they did Pearl Harbor and they're walking away from there. He just basically his quote was basically. Yeah, we fucked up on this one. <laughs> yeah, right. bad.
2: yeah, yeah when you're playing baseball in your backyard with your friends, <laughs> and you accidentally throw like seven balls into the neighbor's window, that's what the Japs did at <laughs> Pearl Harbor.
4: I, I'm just
0: imagining like yeah, 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 yeah Yamamoto. Oh, God. Yamamoto. Yamamoto, thank you, I'm about to call him Yamato, I'm like, no, that's all right. Yeah, Yamamoto's just like mailing a telegram to the American Embassy saying, yeah, my bad, G. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, psych. Oops, I slipped. <laughs> <laughs> April Fools <laughs> got the Still urge. You.
3: I mean, look, back to the whole Spain thing. will <laughs> <I'm> Meg, <not.
4: laughs>
3: if you sponsor me, I will, no, I will pull a kamikaze on you and walk into the AK Interactive building with a suicide.
4: Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, I, <laughs> oh. To have to
3: block All right, cut that. I can't say that.
0: Violence is not the answer. I sacrifice Did myself. Did you not just read the first thing, slide
8: we had? This is a non actionable threat, everybody. <laughs> Every <Because laughs> time. Every single time. It's funny. Okay, that was definitely
2: like a, a Dwight Schrute moment for Ezra.
4: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>.
8: <laughs> I didn't know we were podcasting with Liam.
4: Oh, <laughs>
6: Uh, so, have you got uh, anything else to try and defend the Stug with, Ezra?
2: Uh, I think the suicide fest was I that mean, last uh, <laughs> last Jeff.
0: Actually, no, he, he does have one more thing. He does have one more slide.
3: I do. Oh yeah, I do. Oh god. Oh. Is <laughs> it another? cell phone? Oh my god.
1: <laughs> New Mexico. What the? fuck that happened wasn't that me. Bad. Don't worry. Hey,
2: that, hey, hey, hey! That's my Stug from Detroit. <laughs> so so Ezra, can
6: I Detroit. Ezra, can I ask you one thing? Yes. So you're all about the uh the Stug 3. What about the Stug 4? Like you never no, talk about that. It's no, basically I the same I, vehicle. I, I
3: hate it. I hate it.
6: Wait, no. do you hate the He's extra very road wheels?
3: Yes, I hate the extra road wheels. I hate Why the extra road wheels. I Why? hate the little driver's compartment up in the front. No. Ezra, the- Ezra, the the Stug 4 cannot hurt you.
8: Is the Stug 4 in the room right now? Is he in the room with you right now?
2: <laughs> Is he looking at you? See,
6: Greg, that's what we should have sent him. We shouldn't have sent him a Stug 3. We should have sent him a Stug 4. And Dude, be like, honestly. Throw it away, I dare you. <laughs> 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 We've made him no, build I, a
3: Stug 4. No, I'd be trying to backdate it. I'd be like removing one of the road wheels. Slicing <laughs> the <laughs> hole.
6: Shortening the hull a bit.
3: Yeah. <laughs> See, the Stug 4, it I just have doesn't one. have...
7: Should I, right. I have the uh, RFM one. Should I send it to him? Oh, yes. Yeah. yes. <laughs> send it to him, please. It's a really nice no wo- to. Get it, too. it is, but I'd rather
3: the Stug 3. Like, no offense to the Stug 4. It just doesn't look as good. It's too You long. say no
7: offense,
2: but you literally just spent like two minutes <laughs> shitting on it.
7: Oh, never mind. It's the Tanya. Never mind. RFM is my Panzer IV. <laughs> but,
3: like, I don't know. It's too long with the extra road wheel. It's too long. <laughs> it's Put too that
2: long. in the quotes. Put that in
1: the
4: quotes, Ezra. It was too long.
1: There's hope, gentlemen. <laughs> Ezra has that refined me.
2: taste.
7: Ever <laughs> you yeah. get my girlfriend to say that. <laughs>
3: Have her watch the episode. <laughs>
4: fuck, uh, <laughs> fuck
7: no. See, okay.
3: The Stug 3 with the... Uh, with a short barrel, you know, that's maybe a little too short. But <laughs> no. you put that 105 into it, and it's the perfect length.
4: Next. Yes. That's how yes. the next. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Oh, okay. Another, another um, point where the stug owns the archer is look at how many kits there are. Look at how many kits there are. Okay,
5: but how many of these are Dragon you know <laughs> <need minis. laughs> that means eight of these aren't buildable. <laughs> I mean they're buildable
1: Ouch. if
0: you want to put enough. No, show the next two well.
1: slides though.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of kits Well okay, I also point out the mini art interior kit is also basically unbuildable because there's too many damn pieces to that.
3: I wanna build that kit so badly. Ezra, was, you you could it. It.
1: Ezra would uh, he'd kill that kit. That would be great. Thank you.
2: Honestly, actually. I'd yeah. love to do it. You should I'll do, do like, like, I think like, what he would like do is, is the order. build the whole order thing. Part of
0: that like, right now. He'd never sleep. He'd <laughs> <laughs> really check built it built in on him in like four, four hours people. and he
2: hasn't
3: taken a break. I built the Academy Murkova 4 in like three and a half hours. The entire game. Oh my god. Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. Yeah, look at how many. Oh, and uh, two of these are 116th scale.
8: One sixteen. Oh my god!
3: I want one so bad. Think of all the Yeah.
8: What's What's the best stub kit? What's the uh, best
3: one? Okay, so you you see the one with the white box with the profile, just like the In line the, drive. Uh, right. Yes. right hand
8: side, second from
3: the bottom. Yeah, yeah. Yes. That's probably the best one. The, the RFM. early
0: G model. Nothing okay. about the uh, boxer though. Yeah. Your the box art's a little bit lacking. Nice.
2: It's not what's on the outside, it's what's on the inside.
3: That is true in this case.
5: And in the case of a Stug, a bunch of dead Germans.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Got him.
4: Oh, another That's reason right. of,
3: like the Stug 4. Thank you for reminding me. So, <laughs> the driver of the Stug 4 is a coward. He has a little place where he can easily get out. Oh, yeah, you because You're telling so he can't me.
2: You're telling me to get the ship.
3: Yeah, That's you're really basically an,
2: an Italian.
3: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> See, oh the God. German has He's to go purist. down with the Stug. He go supposed with the
7: golden... He's supposed to go down with the ship, Jesus Christ! The, the most valuable part of the of the machine is the, the yeah, crew. That's... Yeah, yeah well, so kind of a... <laughs> when we
6: get to the Archer, I've got a very, very good <laughs> thing for this. This is why I chose the driver position.
3: He has he has a Luger for a reason. To shoot himself, whatever.
6: Exactly. (laughs) About (laughs) to say to pop himself when the flames get too close. (laughs) The archer couldn't even get out of it.
4: Yeah, at least (laughs) the archer. I'm not getting
3: decapitated whenever the 17 powder goes off.
0: I know it's a myth. Okay, I know it's a myth. I, okay, I know it's a myth. So, I know it's a myth. Has been <laughs> disproven so I know. many times. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm,
3: I'm grasping for whatever I can get. Okay. There is no evidence. There's for...
0: never been a recorded example of anyone getting harmed by the recoil. That is, that was designed not to. I know. There's a little guard that folds down. As you, gotta
3: build it's, that
6: it's uh, car. I think it's gotta build time for um Archer's turn, isn't it? Then.
1: No,
4: there's one more slide. So. No, no, one more no. Slide no. Is it, it just my kits?
1: I really want to see you build. Look that at how Ravel many more <sighs> uh,
3: I wouldn't touch that. No, I what? would.
1: <laughs> the Ravel 172nd. I want to see him build it. Ugh. Oh, what
3: Ezra? You
2: wouldn't touch a Ravel kit?
1: What? I won't
3: Both touch a 172nd scale Ravel kit. Why?
4: Yeah, well, because those, those rubber are,
3: band tracks.
4: Make your
2: own. Make your own. You you take like twenty seconds to build the thing.
3: Okay, that is fair. Um, you know what? I would probably scratch build
5: shirts in for it, so I could probably hide it. There I you don't got a
3: copper sheeting.
2: Also, the
5: go. reason okay, that exactly. there are so many kits available of this vehicle uh, is because a anything German sells to Werboos like you, uh, and oh. b the Germans couldn't settle on one design. When you have 95 variants, and every one of these companies can make a buck off all 95 variants, of course they're going to make them, because Ezra's going to go out and buy them.
4: That's good. Damn, these
5: all right. Yeah. The, these last three slides are just Ezra's stash. <laughs> <laughs> the dream stash. God, uh, oh, the dude. boutique, the boutique uh,
8: German manufacturing. You could have two separate vehicles come off the same line; and they'll be completely different. <laughs> yes, nothing, yeah, nothing fucking matches. <laughs> it's just, just a goddamn nice for the occasion,
3: right? I just yeah. want to say, show as, as much as I love the Stug, I don't like the O series or Zero series or whatever it is. What is the that? really early? That's the yeah, that's that's a, that's the of very armor. first ones. Yeah, yeah, the extremely early. Well, those, just,
8: And, you know, those almost didn't even get built because the the army didn't want to give them any at all any pieces to build on. Manstein had right. to, like, basically big and steal to get that.
6: Hang on. I just found out the reason Ezra doesn't like the O-Series. It's got eight road wheels per side. <laughs>
3: oh, God, was oh, disgusting. Truth <laughs> comes <laughs> out. <laughs> they're too small. They're, they're too small and there's too many. Also, the barrel's too short and the casemate's set too far back.
8: It's a funky-looking vehicle.
0: Yeah. It's very 1939-looking. Looks like if I was lot a lot kid
2: and try to draw the
7: stug. <laughs> I, try to draw the think... stug from memory. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only seeing it once. Well, was it like the board.
2: Indian version of the Abrams or whatever that's in the Middle East? <laughs> <Yes>. Oh <laughs> God, look like it?
3: Oh, the Argent. Yes. God. The Daswerk 1 16 scale stug, that has nice box art. The one in the uh, top left.
6: Yeah, but you said you'd never build that one, would you?
3: No, I'd never build the Revell one. I would happily build the Daswerk kit. Well, it has a few inaccuracies, but I could deal with that. I could fix them.
5: No, when things are hand-built, they're not inaccuracies. They're customizations.
3: No, I mean like the smoke launchers are too small. You can fix those. Oh, easily. Bro, really the like
2: T-72 that. I did for the Ukraine die was like way out of proportion. I think you'll be okay with the little, tiny smoke launchers.
8: <laughs> yeah, this t- the smoke launchers
7: aren't actually the right size. <laughs> <No> <laughs> dang, uh... The tire tank is like five foot longer than it should be. <laughs> yeah, <it's>... <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, it'll work. <laughs> uh, okay, move on to the Archer, please, Alrighty. end my misery. So you
0: counterpoint this guy's horrible take. Well, We have the Dead. archer. Uh, oh that, no, no! wrong one. Wrong one. The archer. Oh, I did. A,
8: I did a lot of wrong research. Oh, there we go.
5: <laughs> what? Is that a, what did, crayon? What did you do to my boy?
0: Don't worry about it. It's
4: fine. He's I thought so that was a syringe
8: cute. in his mouth. I didn't realize it was a crayon. <laughs> like, oh, it's a San Francisco bear.
0: It's it's Amsterdam. It could be either one. <laughs> so, um, I thought to clarify before we systematically destroy um, Team Stugs points here. We need to clarify one thing. There is a difference between a tank destroyer and an assault gun. One of these pe- vehicles here, the Archer, is a tank destroyer. It is designed no, to no, kill no, tanks. No, no, no. It's a self-propelled no. gun. I'm aware. It, it's it's more of a self-propelled anti-tank gun, but but isn't so that just wrong. A, isn't that isn't so that a wrong. UK?
8: isn't that like that's like
0: arguing semantics though it's, right? it's completely
5: that's completely a doctrinal thing right right, well, exactly, right. the uk that, would that, call them a tank-
0: how would... effective it's going to be at destroying other tanks which is kind of what we're talking about here yeah, but the stug was effective at destroying other tanks as well but it matters oh very i want to say in the way it's played out
3: oh, okay that is uh, kind of true i like how you picked a finished stug just to make me mad yeah <laughs> are
0: uh, superior this point will may become far more clear as, as we go along, but it's important to keep in mind that one of these is designed specifically to engage tanks. The other one is designed uh, originally as an assault gun, and that's sort of co-opted into being a tank destroyer of sorts.
3: You know what? I have an open mind. Continue.
0: It's surprising. Yes. So, basically, the, the main points about the Archer that I think we should probably, you know, discuss, or like the Stug, it's built off of the base of a pretty reliable, pretty well-known vehicle, that being the uh, the Valentine Infantry Tank. So, basically, the, the whole idea here is that the British were looking for a method of mounting the 17-pounder anti-tank gun onto a self-propelled uh, mount rather than just towing it around, which they were using with the uh, Don, correct me here, these were the uh, quad tractors, I want to say? Uh, yes. Yes, yeah.
5: Yeah, the quads quads towed the 25-pounders and
0: the 17-pounders. That's correct, yeah. So the idea here being that the 17-pounder is originally a towed anti-tank gun. It's probably the best one they wore. Uh, I'd say you know you could argue that point, but I think you could definitely argue in favor of that. And the the, the whole notion here is that prior to 1943, they were looking at methods of mounting it on a, ta- on, on, you know, a tank chassis just so that they can move it around a lot more expedient than uh, towing it. And so between March uh, 1943 and uh, May 1945, about 655 of these were produced. They were 2.25 meters in height, 6.67 meters in length. And I guess the main thing, the elephant in the room, is the guns on backwards.
4: <laughs> yeah, can of say
7: point, you You said that they were originally being towed by quads. But what was the top speed of the quad when they were towing it?
0: Like, uh, that'd be a question for Don. I have no idea. Can you okay. I will... yeah, hold on. Well, whatever it is. Whatever well, it look is, this Oh, go ahead. I'm, I'm
7: sure that it'll be faster than the fucking Valentine driving even forward. Most likely. And it'll probably be more maneuverable and easier to set up rather than having to uh,
5: get to your position, turn this bitch around, and then try and back it into its firing position. Yeah, no, because you could, you got to remember the Toad 17-pounder was also a limber system, too. So yeah. now you're screwed around with split-trail artillery and a limber still, and trying to the, then the, move the better, your the prime mover chassis. out of the firing line.
7: The better chassis argument doesn't really... like It kind of is better, but you're losing a lot of speed and maneuverability. Sure, so you're, you're, you're gaining... Losing, let's out. say
0: you're moving speed when I mean, you're just trying to get from point A to point B, but when it actually counts, you're trying to reposition and get out of... A position after you've been spotted because it's again meant to engage tanks directly. Like it's much easier to just drive this thing away than it would be to you know you know put the limber back on, get everything packed up, and then leave. The other thing you have to remember
5: is that the quad. So the quad had a top speed of 50 miles per hour on road, but as soon as you have to now take this thing cross country, pulling a a gun and limber, your you know speed and maneuverability are significantly reduced anyway. Fair enough. I thought I'd bring it up. I can't actually find the tops the <clears throat> listed top speed while towing a full load. I'm sure there's some.
4: I'm sure to be hiding easier. somewhere. It would but... be
0: probably faster, say, on a road. But you know, and that's a great point. That's one of the reasons why the 17 pounder was so effective is that it could be moved by the field artillery tractors to wherever it had to be. But the issue still was there that you needed to have some method of putting it on a chassis that could go across country very easily, and was just a bit more self-contained, right? That could be used by the Royal Artillery to defend, you know, flanks of an attack from a German counterattack, because that's always what the German strategy was. Once the Allies began to attack, they would counterattack. With a, a great deal of force, the idea here was that this could be used to defend the flanks of that attack, and basically have the most potent weapon in the Commonwealth arsenal to defeat any tanks that were sent at them.
4: To be fair,
0: Dennis. To be yeah. fair, about the to speed. To be tank. fair,
4: uh,
0: when you
2: have air superiority, you really don't need to go cross country too often. Exactly.
8: Yeah. Was this the same? Was this the same seventeen pounder that they put in the Firefly? Exactly, exactly the same. Exactly oh, the same. Shit. Okay. Okay. So in- that's the kind of firepower we're talking about. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> and this that's another good point is if mode. they
7: had if they had the Sherman Firefly, why didn't they just make more of those rather than because I know I'm sure they had the chassis and they had the guns. Why wouldn't they just toss those guns and Fireflies and have more Fireflies floating around? Because um, the Firefly was a massive clusterfuck. Cluster. Yeah.
4: yeah, cluster. If they, yeah you know, was,
6: the Firefly wasn't actually you know as good as report I mean yes it's got the fucking 17 pounder in it but you also got to remember that it's in a turret that is um meant to be mounted for a 75 yeah
7: more um, extensive modifications
6: well, yeah they had to modify the fuck out of the turret and the gun actually you know is sitting on a 90 degree fucking turn just to get it to fit <laughs> so yeah and like yes yeah, trying to watch people load it it was an absolute bitch and a half to try and load the firefly so
0: in one point i think it's worth considering here is that the 17 pounder is huge and i think we can't ignore that and they you know, obviously with the sherman they had trouble mounting it but by 1941 and 1942 when the british began to start thinking about how can we mount this anti-tank gun it wasn't clear especially with the tanks at the time if that could even be done they produced the uh churchill uh gun carrier you know the one in war thunder that's a box right they produced that which wasn't a 17 pounder but it was still a three inch that was a three inch it was getting there, right? um, but really, even by 1943, this was the only configuration that they could use that made sense. Um, so, I mean, there, there are many reasons, for, and we'll get into them, why having the gun mounted backwards is a good idea. But this is also very much just because this was the only way they could do it at the time in 1943. Because the Firefly didn't really start making making inroads until 1944. But yeah, so the, basically the point here being, um, it has a crew of uh, four. It's got the commander, gunner, loader, and driver. The driver sits um, at the front of the vehicle. He's got a little vision port. Um, the, uh, the gunner, loader, and commander, they're basically sitting facing the rear. Um, the idea here being that whenever the vehicle would want to defend an area, it would reverse into position, usually a hold-down position, so only the gun itself is sticking out. And then, whenever it had to reposition, the driver could just throw it in uh, forward, and it can get away as quickly as a Valentine could.
4: So they're when, cowards. When, do you,
5: think, when do you think about it, <laughs> as retreating.
0: well, they're retreating. Snipers, as rest, snipers, <laughs> precision shooting, <clears throat> move cover. This is the most Canadian tank ever.
6: Yeah, scoot and shoot, shoot and scoot, whatever you want to call it. And also, I want to shoot, out, Want to point out. You got more survivability in an archer. Think about it from a frontal hit, because you got a whole fucking engine block in the way.
0: It's the Merkava
5: before it was cool.
0: And I will point <laughs> out one thing about survivability. It did have in certain areas sixty mm of armor, which is not amazing, obviously. But then again, the still had it. So I mean, yeah, it does have more, but maybe not as much as people might initially think.
3: Yeah, but. Uh... Yeah, I guess you're right.
8: And and their purpose, though, too, right? The the archer isn't about to sit here and go toe to toe with a tank. It's an ambush vehicle, right? Right. You shoot, exactly. you get 100%. out. And it's
0: not, not meant to take a hit. Exactly. Well, that just kind of that's a perfect segue into the next point. So whereas the Stug was originally designed to be an infantry support weapon, right? It was designed to go along with the infantry. Um, the archer was basically designed from scratch to be an ambush killer. Um, so, you know, the artil- because these were part of the artillery and not the armored Corps, uh, like the Stug, um, the whole idea of how they would be used to defeat tanks would emphasize more so the idea of them being used in the defense, right? Um, they would be used in a situation that was advantageous to them. That was the defense. Um, because, of its, uh, because of it, it had the 17-pounder, it had a pretty, because it had usually a range advantage over its opponents at least to a certain extent. Um, And also, because it's open-topped, and this is one thing, even though you have a loss of protection to shrapnel, being open-topped is a lot easier for having situational awareness, right? It's easier to just pop your head out, use some binoculars, you know, listen for things, get an idea of what's going on around you. When you're driving along in a stoop, or, you know, just even sitting there in your closed box, it's much harder to get an idea of what's going on. And when you're a tank destroyer, when you're ambushing something, you need to have the you need to have situational awareness, which your target does not.
3: Yeah, that's true. Or, or as your happy little archer is driving along, using superior German, you know, cunning. Let's say the tank commander has his head sticking out of the hatch, and then a seventy-five millimeter um, AP round just takes it straight off.
6: Yeah, I don't think the Germans were that good at aiming. Yeah. i about to say, not. if you're, you're going to
2: use a, a round from a main gun to take the head off of a dude, one, uh, you probably shouldn't be in a tank.
6: And two, two you've missed. Like, that's yeah, a miss. You missed. <laughs> you, like, <laughs> no, you're no, no, miss no, the tank.
3: no
2: Oh, no, TC's
3: dead. The they're aiming at the tank, but they hit the commander. So they they're missed. a bad fucking their, shot. Yeah. yeah, so they missed. <laughs> Yeah, but it's still unfortunate that he had his head sticking out and now it's missing. It's gonna be really
6: unfortunate when
3: the archer turns around
2: and busts like three holes in the side of the fucking stug.
0: It's unfortunate that with the archer all the driver has to do is just, you know, crank it to the right and it's already ready to go. Yeah. Yeah,
3: But that's gonna take take what, like ten seconds? And by that time the stug can already have another shot down range.
6: That's ten seconds is a fucking uh, long time to reload um well, i'm
3: saying it's gonna take less than 10 seconds
6: like so it might take
3: 10 seconds for the uh, archer to turn around
6: um so about the archer with the uh, open top um it actually could fire a lot faster because it's just got more room like think of it in a stug you're basically sitting sitting down right
4: yeah. you're, you're very
6: you're closed in you're trying to turn around pick up rounds not actually you don't need to worry about that um It's just going through my notes. So the rearward firing capability was an advantage um, because, you know, you didn't have to throw it into reverse or anything like that. It was just shoot and get the fuck out of there, which is what a tank destroyer is supposed to do. It's not supposed to go toe-to-toe, as we say. Um, And basically their method was you'd be in an ambush position, you see all the enemy tanks, and then basically you try and fire off as many rounds as you can in a short amount of time, Because, you know, even after the first round, there's going to be a little bit of shock
0: and awe of, oh, fuck, we're being engaged. Especially from a 17-pounder, because that's more likely to penetrate than the first time.
6: Yeah. So, basically, they just try and fire off as many rounds as they can, and then the driver just fucking boots it out of there to relocate to Mm -hmm, a mm -hmm. different position. It's not supposed to try and block shells or anything like that. That's the whole point.
3: True.
0: Um, Yeah. Yeah. Don, do you have anything you'd like to add about the whole doctrine of this? Because I know you're more of an expert on that. I'm
5: not an expert on anything. Um, <laughs> no. Moving on. Fair enough. Major oh. points.
0: Um, one thing. Can we talk about that incident you and I were discussing earlier today about how... So, Ezra, you were pointing out how this yes, can't really fight offensively, right?
5: That's what oh, I was nice. not paying attention to you guys doing, trying to find that actual <laughs> link again. <laughs> I think you sent it to me. It should be there. I did send. Promise, I'm on a different computer. Hold on.
0: He's sitting here in his office. He's got ten different screens in front of him. Yeah, thats no, yeah,
5: because
0: I, I sent it to you on my
5: phone. Carry on. I'll find it and we'll move on. Fair
8: enough. Well, I had you know, I had a question about that. Yeah. So, as a gun platform, was this was this really they just stuck a pack gun on top of the turret, or, or was it like stabilized, like it would be more of like a take turret? So no, it's a it's a it's a
5: it's a pack mount in a an open casement.
8: Right. Okay. So then, offensively speaking, like after moving, it's going to take a second for that weapon to settle, right? For sure, yes. are able yep. to fire, especially that.
5: especially with the seventeen pounder, because it was right. notorious for its recoil and oomph, and um, especially ground disturbance as well. They they would kick up a hell of a cloud of just dust and dirt and crap.
8: Because, what, that barrel's like 13, 14 feet
0: long? And it's a heavy son of a bitch, too. Ooh,
4: mm-hmm. 14 feet
0: long. Yeah, yeah look at that. 14 feet long. Oh, I mean. Yeah,
7: yeah nothing says I, I, like, I, hey, I, come shoot me, than a giant cot of fucking dust and dirt being kicked out. I will say, yes. I
3: prefer the girth of the win yes. on the Stug, though. Oh,
7: Why'd you have to say it like that? Yeah.
3: The <laughs> <laughs> hard G. He's examining it. I'm giving this serious thought.
6: So are you sure are, about that? There are actually also talking about the uh, 17-pounder and its configuration. There is one downside that I will admit to. There is one downside. And that's the fact that because the, the, um, the gunner is aiming over the engine deck, right? What does an engine produce, especially from the heat. exhaust? Heat. He- so there's reports of the uh, heat haze interfering with the gunner's sight. Plus also the middle of the barrel was situated over that. So the middle, so only the middle part of the barrel would heat up quicker than the rest of it. And it would lead oh, right. to some slight, um, decrease in accuracy.
7: Yeah. But, those things are so accurate that, I mean, a slight decrease. I mean, you're missing by like two inches. Yeah. You know, like it, the, the accuracy issue
0: probably was fairly significant, but I don't think it would cause that big of an issue. Well, if I'm correct also, and again, you know, uh, Don or Callum, correct me on this if I'm wrong, but many in many cases if they were just holding down an area, they shut their engines off, so it wouldn't be as Completely, a, yes. Yeah. So you're not... It's, I mean, in certain circumstances, yes, you might have that heat shimmer effect, but generally it wouldn't be a massive issue, especially if they've been waiting there for a while.
4: Hmm. The biggest
0: Sorry. problem is they have to set down their T. <laughs> <laughs> also, um, does
6: anyone know what the uh, Travis for the Stug 3 was? Did you guys have that information up?
7: Uh, was it was like 12 degrees uh, each side. Nah, no, it's more than that. Hold on.
6: Because the Actually, Archer has Archer's got 11 degrees uh, each side and uh, 7.5 down 15 up.
0: Are you sure it's on yeah, 44? So- 44 in total?
3: The gun depression on an archer, really, it's probably shit, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Hold on. I think it would be Okay, in what circumstance will you be depressing the gun that much?
6: Yeah, I mean, you've got the ninja dick across the front. I mean.
5: So negative 7.5 to plus 15.
6: Yeah.
0: Uh, Don, this, am I reading this correctly? It has uh, 22 degrees to the left and 22 degrees to the right in terms of traverse?
5: Uh, 11 degrees. No,
0: 22 total. 11 oh, okay, degrees. I, I, just, I, total. I, I yeah. think this website's buggered up the statistic. Yeah, 11 degrees. Yeah, no, 22 is, total. 11 left, 11 right. Yeah, and
5: then 10 up, 10 down. No, 5, 15 up, 7 down. Oh,
7: shit. Hmm. Okay, that's, this is wrong then.
5: Well, uh, I, Dennis, you can sit on a hill
7: with 20 this twenty five.
1: You, you couldn't sit on a hill with this thing.
0: I don't really think you'd want to sit on the top of a hill in anything, to be quite honest. That'd be, uh, you, you'd stick out quite a bit. Not very That's smart.
2: what the, uh, that's what the Greyhound's for, yeah?
4: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
8: so here we go. For the, uh, for the Stug, it could be traversed, uh, through about 24 degrees and had an elevation arc of negative 10 to plus 20 degrees.
0: Hmm. Nice. So they're they're uh, pretty comparable.
8: Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, I mean, not fantastic, but it's not the worst thing for a casemate.
2: Nothing to write home about, fellas.
6: Okay. So what's so, the new next slide we've got? Uh,
5: I finally found that yes, uh, 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 story we were talking about. No, so, it's oh, it's Egypt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, we've got a little bit of an anecdote about the archer and to explain perhaps how versatile it actually was. Uh, take it away, Don. I wish I could post this.
2: Would it this require is... the refresh of the slides? No, oh, it's Refresh
1: in... the slides, you no. say? Yeah. No. no. Oh, I actually added my whips. You're going to have to refresh them anyways. <laughs>
0: oh, why have been waiting hold, for this hold on, let moment. Me see.
5: God. Let me see if I can do this. You well, we have an
6: intermission it's after this, so yeah, that's yeah. fine.
5: Yeah. Right um How do I, Dennis? If I put this in podcast planning, can you do something with it? What would you like
0: me to do with it? Put, put on the share slide? it with share it with everyone else. Oh yeah, if you, if you put Ooh. it on podcast planning, then everyone will see it, anyways. Yeah, but our viewers won't. uh Calm. could you be able to just add an image? Actually, I could add an image and just re-record this, but just uh, join the Discord Right, I can do something about it. It's fine, don't worry. Okay, okay. okay. Never, never mind.
5: The, the problem is the website I'm trying to copy this citation from is members only, and they have somehow DRM would their images.
4: Oh, ah, so Jesus! So take when I a,
0: when I save snippet. it,
1: take a snippet. Oh, a screenshot will yeah. work. That'll yeah. work. There's a okay. <laughs>
0: screenshotting the NFT. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh,
1: well, you guys
3: are doing that. I was scrolling through Kitmaker, and I'm sending a picture. Like this looks extremely weird. So it's 116th scale tank riders for a Sherman, right?
4: Mm-hmm.
3: But uh, look at. To podcast planning. Look at this close up. That is a very strange sculpt. What do you mean? What? what? It doesn't look too bad. Right. What is happening? Oh, his hand. What the
1: oh,
2: fuck? Hey, hand. battle damage. Oh. Battle damage.
3: No, not even just battle his hand. Damage. Like. Is that his stomach? Is that his giant... <laughs> oh, what? No. What? I didn't even
2: realize. <laughs> oh. That's called the GI gut. They used to put <laughs> a shit ton of hand grenades in their boss.
5: <laughs> oh. My. I hope that's what's happening. Wait, isn't is like, <laughs>
6: Isn't that the uh, 16th Sherman from Andy's Hobby Headquarters?
5: Yeah.
6: I hope those aren't the it's figures nice. for it.
3: No, those figures are aftermarket from a uh, Jeff Chinese last name.
8: Those helmets are all fucked
3: up too.
0: Shane Long Lao. Those helmets are huge. Okay, so uh, Don, would you like to regale us with this amazing story? Uh,
5: yeah, so I finally managed to finally managed to share that image. Um, so picture yourself, March nineteen forty-five, uh, happily kicking Nazis out of Holland. And you are a... Wait, boo! Boo! (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Um, I will just read the citation, because it's actually pretty kick-ass. Do it. Nice. On the morning of the 30th of March, 1945, at Emmerich, Sergeant Darrow Gomez, 3rd Anti-Tank Regiment, RCA, was the NCO in charge of a 17-pounder self-propelled Valentine gun which was part of a troop of 105th Canadian anti-tank battery in support of the Royal Winnipeg Rifles. The enemy had determinedly counter-attacked the position during the previous night, and with daylight, CAM acknowledged that self-propelled guns had been brought up to support these attacks. The enemy guns had assumed a most aggressive role and were rapidly rendering untentable the area occupied by a company of the Royal Winnipeg Rifles. Since they were deployed on high ground and at short range, any movement on the part of our infantry was extremely hazardous. This is the metal citation I'm reading, by the way. At approximately 1100 hours, Sergeant Gomez pinpointed the location of one enemy gun after performing a reconnaissance under intense rifle and machine gun fire. Sergeant Gomez then maneuvered his 17-pounder Valentine into a favorable position and succeeded in knocking out the enemy SPG. Not content with this one success, he immediately commenced another reconnaissance with the commander of D Company Royal Winnipeg Rifles. After considerable time, they located the position of another enemy, SPG, which was pinning down an entire company of our infantry. Notwithstanding the fact that the infantry company commander was killed at his side, and the driver of his own vehicle had become severely wounded, Sergeant Gomez fearlessly commenced to advance his gun to a suitable position. Although his own gun was twice hit by enemy shell fire, this NCO attained his objective and, laying the gun himself, destroyed the enemy's self-propelled gun with one round. Shortly shortly after this incident, a strong enemy fighting patrol attacked the position occupied by Sergeant Gomez. Although his gun was clearly exposed to this party of enemy, and at very short range, i.e. grenade range, he unhesitatingly manned the machine gun mounted on his vehicle, brought fire to bear on the infantry. One of the enemy patrol was constantly killed, seven taken prisoner, and the remainder forced to retire. Throughout these actions, Sergeant Gomez displayed magnificent leadership and absolute disregard for his own personal safety. There is no doubt the example that he set enabled our infantry, despite heavy casualties, to hold this vital area in the face of spirited enemy counterattacks. For this action, he was awarded the Distinguished Conduct Medal, which is roughly analogous to an American Silver Star. That's it? That's all he got? That's it? What the fuck? Yeah, but the the Brits are like... First of all, he was an NCO, and the Brits don't give med- medals to NCOs, uh, and they're already parsimonious with gallantry medals to begin with.
2: Bro, NCOs win wars. Yeah, we yeah. sell that to the British.
5: I will That's look. a pretty or, I mean, the Canadians story. in this case, but, yeah. you know. Next, next time I turn with the Canadians, I'll tell them. Don't even get me started on Victoria Crosses that should have been awarded in Afghanistan. That can be a whole other podcast.
4: We so can make uh, a guest. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We'll let go on.
5: Yeah,
0: this time maybe not even at knife point. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Just don't uh, yeah. So it there you way. go. So the the open topped grenade prone uh, death trap that all of you here are uh, to shit on today uh, smoked two enemy SPGs in urban combat uh, and took uh, an entire infantry section prisoner. Dude, okay. that's okay. some hard shit. That's, that's a
6: I bet they'll stug <laughs> stugs. No,
3: I, no, I, I, no! I bet you they were stugs. They were probably Stug fours. Stug
0: threes would never.
1: Stug threes would never.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Does any, do any Stug threes have a uh, 30 cal mounted to the roof?
2: I mean, they have four. an MG42. Yeah, I was
5: just gonna.
3: No, they have an MG. No, all of them do. Uh, 34, 34 30. yeah, four. Oh,
7: and let's oh let's
5: be serious. Canadians were known for pilfering 50 cals from the Americans and mounting them on anything they could. So, people, well,
0: as as well, well they should. Jesus. Yeah, I honestly. guarantee you that an archer had a 50 cal welded to the top. Oh, I'm going to make that one day when oh. I get an archer.
1: No, do a dual mount. A
0: dual
4: oh. 50 oh, mount.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 31 on each side.
0: Like,
5: oh. Americans forwards had and backwards. a surplus of 50s and Canadians had a surplus of scotch.
0: Exactly,
4: it's an even trade if you ask me. <laughs> eye for an eye. Yeah.
0: So, um, in terms of the post-war service, um, like the Sturgeon, interestingly, this also had a little bit of service in the Middle East. So, post-war, it, the a lot of these went to Egypt. Uh, they received the Egyptian army received two hundred uh, British archers. Um, this was after the nineteen forty-eight Arab-Israeli War. Um and some oh, were actually silly,
3: used. silly Egyptians getting destroyed and some by the Israelis. Were successfully
0: used against Israeli armor in 1956. Keyword on the successfully. <laughs> and then as oh, well, isn't um, that picture of an archer a
3: destroyed one? Is yeah, it, yeah. Isn't that one destroyed?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, like one in. of the only
3: ones ever destroyed. Oh, it
6: looks like it looks
0: fine to me. <laughs> yeah, it, looks, yes. it just
6: looks uh, it just looks dug in. I will say another
0: a little too far. Destroyed dug it's, another it's positive thing position. for the
6: open top. There's another positive for the open top. You're in fucking the middle of the desert. You're not in a yeah. sweatbox. You got a, you got nice fresh air coming through. You know.
1: Not really. Hope they pack their sunscreen.
6: <laughs> well, you just yeah. up, all really then all you do is just put up a tarp though. over the top. You know, you don't. But you know, you get that
7: fresh okay. air.
2: That's about to say if, if it if it rains, if it if it's too hot, just get like some logs and a tarp, and you're good to go, man
7: that's yeah. a question i had why did they put like a grenade screen or something over the top of it uh, they,
5: <laughs> they actually built an armored top towards the end of the war they did. Uh, but, yeah. but, but yeah. we won so, so they yeah. stopped
6: because <laughs> <laughs> they did the, uh, they did the same with the m36 jackson uh that, exactly that started yeah, open yeah. top and then they put a uh, yeah
7: yeah they're like a little metal sheet on top yeah, because yeah. well, that's, uh, that's They keep getting sniped. They're very similar looking. Yeah. So they that's decided they the Germans were right. Germans.
6: No, they keep getting um, sniped by German snipers. That's why get throwing <laughs> them into like <laughs> urban areas.
3: Ex-dug commanders just taking out Archer. Uh...
0: Archer gunners. Ezra, uh, so did you not just hear about the example we just heard? An archer, which has to fire backwards, <laughs> rolled up on two of your Stugs in an urban area and smoked them. What are You're you? never ta- going to oh. hear the end of this. <laughs> Don't worry, <laughs> get, get quiet, bitch. <laughs> like, imagine worry, those were to probably really spin around to engage them.
3: <sighs> No, those were probably Stug 4s and they can all go.
5: Kopencise, Ezra Kopencise. Grass, they hit him
1: with the 360 scope. <laughs> they said wrong. Dennis, good Dennis, digit. Dennis, there
3: is no grass for me to touch. I live in the middle of a desert. <laughs> he lives <in laughs> for a good wasteland. reason. Yeah.
0: So some of these were used successfully in 1956 against the Israeli armor. They also uh, served with the B A O R until the 1950s. And I believe a few of them went to Jordan as well. I
5: think we also kept a few kicking around in reserve yeah, for I, training crap.
0: One with that, I think they would have probably be retired by the, what, the fifties. Oh, easily. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh very nice. Very nice. Yeah, and so just kind of like in conclusion, in conclusion, uh, what, you know, what happened <laughs> to your slide?
5: Oh no, it's me. Never mind. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> moving yeah, on. The archer was incredibly lethal. Um, so unlike a stug which is, you know, loud, it's blind, it's it's unaware. Um the archers You're strike, unaware <laughs> from here. the archers can strike first with a far deadlier armament and they could leave their firing positions and reposition to somewhere else at a high speed, none of which the Stogs could do. The archer is highly unconventional, which has often led to them being the subject of ridicule, but their unorthodox design is precisely why they were such a fantastic tank destroyer. And if the stug was so good, why did the Allies win the war? Answer me that. Answer. Incompetence of in the German
3: High Command. Yeah, See if I podcast, was leading let's not them, start
4: as right now.
3: This is a whole other podcast. Let's just say I would have made some changes around oh, there. God. <laughs> yes. So now for Ezra, favorite. how
8: many times have you played Hearts of Iron? <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: Never. I play Halo. <laughs> Never. <laughs> so, yes, maybe there are fewer models of the Archer. However, Ezra, what was the uh, latest Stug model released by uh, Tamiya in 35th scale? I want to say it was, what, 2009?
3: If even. But look, we've already discussed this in a previous episode that Tamiya sucks and is you
2: know, oh, whoa, whoa, like, whoa! 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 whoa, 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 whoa.
4: <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> hey, hold your horses, there, bud. Don't speak for all of us.
6: Yeah. And hang on, we haven't got
0: fucking um, Harry Houdini on yet. <coughs> oh yeah. 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 That. I, I side with you. Sorry. We yeah, got this model from Tamiya in 2017. It is an extremely nice model, and it even has Canadian crew with netting molded onto their helmets. So, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, Stu <laughs> boys can cope and see with that. How much? I'm going to wear a helmet in your tank. How much is the Archer? Uh, I think for like 50 bucks Canadian. A wheels and wings. Mm-hmm. Jesus, mm-hmm.
6: that that kit goes for about 110 over here.
0: Oh, wow. What? Because it's Jesus. Cool.
8: What, does it build itself?
0: <laughs> Most
6: likely.
8: 110? Man. There's, a, if there's a reason
6: wrong. why I've stopped buying... From fucking hobby stores, and now just gone. Yeah, I'm just gonna go to the local fucking auction mm-hmm. sites because it's just De- Jesus. Dennis,
0: yep. Yeah, that's wild. 70, 72. They jumped the price. Seventy two. Bastards. Yeah. <laughs> God.
6: Dennis was probably well, just saying. Dennis was probably thinking of his fucking employee discounted price he gets to pay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah he just I forgets everyone like, yeah, else yeah. has to pay full price. <laughs> yeah, because he got an employee
0: discount at the uh, at the competition. Definitely. Yeah. those uh you can tell those all hobby stores you can tell
1: those uh molded helmet nets are a big deal because that i don't know if you remember dennis that
0: was one of the first ever conversations we had oh yeah how to get the nets yeah (laughs) i will say i've built that kit it is it is a dream and it's beautiful it's got great canadian markings Um, send us a picture
4: yeah i haven't seen it
0: I i haven't seen it it was early in my days of modeling yeah, that's uh, the one you covered in snow, again. right? Yes.
5: Oh, I it. pretty it. An
1: archer in the snow sounds painful.
5: Yeah, honestly.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, there we go. I just pulled up your build on Kitmaker. Yeah, this thing's beautiful. Oh, Christ. Um,
3: and, also, <laughs> <laughs> and then, if you want a build Drop that's a more complex,
0: uh, there's the Bronco models uh, archer. Now, that one's... I, Don, correct me if I'm wrong, that shares a lot of parts of the mini art. Uh, <sighs> probably Valentine. i've
5: i've I, I stay away from bronco
0: yeah i know that uh, uh <laughs> mead on kit maker built this
5: yes and it, it came out looking fabulous yeah. but... it did one of his
3: best builds definitely
0: yes yeah, so, i mean the, the, you know you've got kind of your mid-level of detail your amazing detail and then there's also i could find one resin conversion for it god is that is
5: that the accurate armor kit
0: i think so yeah and it looks like their box
5: yeah yeah you you better be prepared to drop some coin and fight. But yeah,
0: that is the archer.
3: I just oh. want to say, Dennis, when I saw your build of the archer, this was back when I thought you were like a legitimately serious modeler. <laughs> 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 I was
0: a legit model.
3: <laughs> Ouch! I uh. <laughs> I had to drop that. Did you? Where did
1: you
2: send it?
3: Well, it's a podcast planning.
1: The the map on there is a bit snowy. Hard to read. (laughs) That's actually really nice looking. Thank you, Greg. Someone here likes me. Hey,
3: I said it looks great. I just thought you were serious back then. I didn't know you were... I was sucking
1: up to you back then. I was. (laughs) You have no idea. God, the Um, valentine
8: suspension is so weird looking
6: to me. It looks yeah, cool, it's so I like it's, it's very
1: gappy. It needs it's something odd-looking.
2: Yeah, needs something. yeah, yeah. It's weight distribution, gentlemen. Weight distribution.
6: So, Dennis, uh, why don't we have a quick intermission? Um, That'd be lovely. Yeah. And then do works odd, in progress odd. and something at the end.
5: Wait, wait, wait! Greg has to make a decision. I, oh yeah, I do. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Greg, come on. Oh that's oh,
2: Okay. Oh, that's that hurt, Callum.
5: <laughs> we love you, Greg.
0: I love you.
6: Oh,
2: I
0: love you but too, Team too. Stug I loves love you even more. Greg, you, Greg yeah. you know
6: the amount of love I show you on, on all my edits. You do. Oh, yeah. You <laughs> I'm do. I'm
5: not going to for it. it. Sounds a little biased. I <laughs> um, but away.
3: Greg, 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 I've never called you a furry. Yes, you, <laughs>
1: <laughs> you, you, know, yes, you have.
2: <laughs> you
1: are the original. Ezra,
2: you're the one who is currently
3: drawing...
6: Ezra's made the drawing. <laughs> oh, but
3: amazing. that was that was out of love. That was the same kind of love that That's what making. you call love.
1: The, uh, he loves
2: that's, that's, that's called abuse.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ezra loves furries.
2: Ezra does love furries. I think he's trying to secretly tell us.
3: <laughs> uh, I'm not in the closet while I'm recording this, just saying. Yeah, you're so, full of game. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Mm. Okay
6: then, Greg, so what's your pick? It's going to be... All
2: right, gentlemen. Just Um, remember
6: what country you're moving to soon. (laughs) (laughs) He's moving to Germany.
3: He's moving to Germany. Just... Okay, so... I will say
2: both vehicles just look wise. They both look awesome. They both have their own aesthetic... I personally really love Finnish stugs, I think they look awesome, their camo patterns are sweet, the the Finnish foliage on it, it just looks great, right? Ezra. <laughs> <us, bro. laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: yeah I said that because, however, uh, the Archer, if I were to go into combat and I had to choose between one of those two vehicles, I would go with the Archer.
0: Yes, you yes, coward, no. <laughs> you want to die. You winna! I'm not amazing, nobody will take a short intermission. okay we have returned yes all right works progress let's go
3: oh bet okay
2: all right this is uh this is my first slide I've only got two uh but basically only two yeah only two this week I know crazy wow
1: surprising
2: week. I know so <laughs> first so uh this is the first slide is kind of showing off the greyhound again uh, after I let the oil wash set for like a week and a half almost two weeks now. I uh, still need to do mud and some pigments, but it's you know, like 90% done. And then the uh, my Shareborg diorama, kind of where it was sitting before we started the podcast, uh, got the brickwork, the roof tiles, the window shutters, all sorts of fun stuff done. And during the podcast, I've added an oil wash to everything. So. Uh,
8: yeah, I, got a, I, got a, I got a question for you because it's, it's a brilliant looking kit. How are you getting that like uh, on the on the turret there on the metal on the top it almost looks like it's textured is that like a dry something like it almost looks like there's dirt on it like actual physical dirt on it
2: Are oh, you talking about like the discoloration or the, the Yeah actual? yeah
8: yeah yeah it looks like it's there's like I swear it looks like there's texture is it pigments So
2: uh no okay, no is pigments that the word? But it's, uh, it's an oil wash better, as well as – so I went in with Tamiya panel liner and kind of hit all like the I say a lot, of the, the high a lot points. of the better kits, I don't know. And then I went in with the oil wash afterwards, afterwards a lot and kind of laced everything them, and that really brings out Especially the really thick stuff that can have diesels.
7: like cast yeah, texture. Yeah, it looks and so very They, can, cool. they can, can physically be textured if the that manufacturer sketch. would go through the, the process. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Some of them have really, really vibrant stuff and some are like just flat.
4: Oh, okay. Oh, you'll,
6: you'll see with my works in progress, that one. You'll see with my whip, that one.
4: Oh, yeah.
1: That uh, that brickwork is going to look immaculate as soon as you put a filter on there.
2: Thank you. Yeah, I'll send a picture. Oh, no, I did send a picture in uh, the whip's chat right after I oh, applied did you? the... Yeah, i do still need to put like uh, some pigments and some, some dirt on it and whatnot. But yeah, the oil wash definitely helped dull it down.
1: Hey, nice. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's
2: beautiful. Thank you, fellas. What else have you got? Genesis. Uh, One more slide over. Uh, oh, shit. Hang on. I'm sorry. I'm looking at it on my screen. Uh, okay, so this is the part two, uh, the figures and the plaque. So the top are all the figures I've done. Uh, still need to do a little bit of... Pigment work, some mud, and some a little bit of oil staining for the crewman. Uh, nice. Then there's the plaque and those small pictures under the plaque. One of them is a map of the peninsula. I'm going to put on the Greyhound. The rest are pictures that are going to be hung up in frames on the interior of the house. Below that is a French flag. I'm going to do on the outside, some propaganda posters. Uh, the hell on wheels jacket. I love that thing. And then on the left-hand side, you got the start of the tree. My MMP mug, some road signs, and a bunch of bricks and weapons
1: I still need to finish.
0: Good luck with the tree. That's going to be TV. Oh, yeah, that's why I'm
2: saving it for <laughs> yeah. last.
1: Hey, what's the, uh, the plan with the plaque?
2: Uh, so basically, it's going to where you got the picture on the left of the troops running, and then the peninsula map on the right. I'm going to cut that out, glue it on the wood, and then just glue it onto the base. Just kind of my oh, usual.
1: Just. Glue it on?
2: Uh yeah, I'll put it on wood first. Like the I'll paint some white like also wood and then I'll glue that on.
1: Yeah, that'll that'll look pretty clean. Thank you.
4: Uh, so this
6: is uh what I've done, so (laughs) I just wanted to add in the uh pink primer because that's all I had was a uh a rattle can of um Tamiya pink primer. So I thought wow it's a panther, yeah. it's a yag panther, so it's the pink yag, yag panther, and then <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I think it looks great. I th- I feel like I should have left it pink.
2: Um, I you should have left it, it pink, look pink look really and posted on Facebook and Kitmaker Maker and piss everyone off.
6: <laughs> I have the
3: photos. Okay, I
4: can no, still do Kit that. Like,
6: do, do it, look.
3: please do it. Oh oh, oh I've got a, Kit People are fairly good it. sports.
4: They oh, would shut probably laugh
3: like here. hijack this. But, but um, Facebook people would crucify you.
4: I've learned from
0: <laughs> I don't want to be you know hijacking this, but I've got a quick story about pink stuff. You guys mm-hmm. wanna hear oh. it? Do so oh, you guys yeah. know the Pink Panther, the SAS Land Rover? Yep. Yeah. So I, I've got a female coworker of mine at work. She does most <clears throat> of our social media, never built a tank again before, right? So I said, Well, hey, you like stuff that's kinda like pink, right? Build the pink panther, because that was pink in real life. So she does an amazing job of it. The first guy who walks in says oh they never made those in pink and <laughs> oh had to, for like, fuck's sake! <laughs> had, mm. had to pull up the actual photos of them in Jordan <laughs> bro it's like the guy who
2: was like there were never tiger tanks in Normandy on Facebook yeah like oh, a simple google search
6: yeah. yeah you know what Dennis yeah. you know what you should tell her to uh, paint next to build next um the spitfires you've used for reconnaissance that will paint yeah. pink
0: yeah, <laughs> pink spitfire. <laughs> pink everything, man. Yeah, just the pink collection.
1: Yeah.
6: Yep. Um, so anyway, back onto my whip. So the color scheme that I'm going for this is um, the same one that's at Bovington. I'm kind of using those as that's as, a, as a reference. So I'm aiming for a sort of latest war uh, Jagdpans that's just come out of the factory and they're basically just trying to... It's all in um, the primer and they're just trying to add on some sort of color for camouflage, but it's basically mostly going to be primer straight from the factory sort of thing. Oh
5: god, Callum, Callum, don't. You're going to get some wereaboo yelling at you now.
6: I can't wait. It That's why I'm doing it. It.
5: Wasn't, it wasn't primer. They painted over everything. The red <laughs> brown just happens to be a shade that looks almost like the primer.
4: Oh, this is true. This people. is true. I,
6: I just want to say, uh, bring it on, bitch. Um, <laughs> to all those <laughs> Um Cal, I'm going
3: to write you an entire paragraph.
8: <laughs> did you <laughs> airbrush know, I... that paint on? Did you airbrush the uh, the camo pattern?
6: No. Uh, no, was that- no so he's, he's the other wizard. unique thing is this. Uh, my airbrush is we have an argument and a disagreement right now, and it doesn't want to work. So this is all <laughs> this is all being brush painted,
4: oh, wow, which wow, I haven't the done in a while. Brush painted? Everything. How did it's you all get brushed. those?
6: um so he's a witch (laughs) so i painted the whole thing uh in the red and then drew out with a pencil the lines that i wanted uh and then i actually did the white lines first just painting uh the lines themselves and then filled in with the uh bastardization of a dunkel um (laughs) that way i could kind of just try to refine refine lines and stuff like that but yeah, yeah i literally just did that whole thing today
1: I yeah, love that
2: really camo good. so much. Yeah, it it's looks really cool. good, dude. Especially Definitely. for being yeah. brush painted.
6: Yeah, I've got I've got a technique down, and it works. So, I what mean, you, for uh, John, of, uh... I take it. Are you using? Uh, are you brush painting?
8: So I haven't done a single bit of painting, but I did buy an airbrush. So I have brushes. I do <clears I> have <bought throat> a lot of set of brushes, and I bought an airbrush kit. Nice, oh, nice, oh, nice. Oh, nice, luxury. <laughs> Yeah, luxury. He's in yeah. it to win it, yeah. buddy. Hell yeah.
6: But, um, so I'll just tell everyone my method on the uh, brush painting. Because, you know, the hardest thing, especially with big side slabs like that, is to uh, not have brush strokes or anything. Um, so what I do is, uh, with the so primer on, then a very diluted um, first coat of the uh, color. Second coat is thicker. That's where you get gain your um, opacity. Then the third is a very like thin thinned out coat again, which kind of helps just um, smooth the surface down, and that that alone gets rid of brush strokes real quick. So Jesus, yeah.
5: And, and what the witch isn't telling us is that he's painting with Tamiya, the unpaintable paint. Oh, well, oh,
6: actually, um, the brown and well, the, the white are The red is cool. my good old roof paint. <laughs>
5: still whoa still. really <laughs> yeah that's wow, that's, yeah. No, that's uh,
6: roofing paint yeah so it's durable <laughs> as fuck <laughs> but yeah so that's my whip um um
5: two two goats and a virgin
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh no which religion is that
0: <laughs> All of them. All right, anyways. <laughs> That's
1: our new one. New religion disrupt. Uh,
3: Dennis, could you reload yeah. the slides for me, please? Oh, no, no, God, no. no. no, no please no. don't. Please don't. Wait, Dennis, anyways. are mine reloaded for. I trying original? to add. Okay. Look, I'm trying Even to add different. another whip slide, okay?
0: I don't
1: want to see
4: another whip. Nope.
0: It's,
3: it's, it's detailed pictures of my STRV 103C.
1: Sure, it is.
0: Yeah, we're right, keeping
3: right.
1: it uh, Swift too.
3: It's yeah. no thick okay. anime wife boobs this time. Oh, Wait. god! Ooh, my oh, hole. Hole. another
5: Greyhound. Look at that. Another, another Greyhound. Round.
1: Look at those headphones. <clears throat> but
5: a Greyhound that's not a Greyhound. Um, so this this is my this is my uh, my nemesis. Actually, no, this isn't my nemesis, kit Right now, that's the fucking ambulance. So I'm looking into that today. But um, one of my my ongoing long term projects here, this greyhound is not a greyhound. It's getting remodded as a command cart used by um, General Rockingham as the Canadian brigade commander during the Korean War. Uh, and as you can see, it's got no gun, which was, (laughs) uh, when you're, when when you're, (laughs) when you're a general rolling around, uh, hopefully you're not, uh, engaging in combat. So, um, my biggest headache was modding the turret shape because the modifications that were done to this original vehicle, I should have sent a picture of, uh, were all field expedient, um by armors and engineers in the field so basically they ripped the gun out uh welded some plate over the mantlet opening and had to craft an entire new um hatch cover assembly for lack of a better term for the top of the mm. turret and then uh inside on the left where the 37 millimeter stowage would have been they've ripped it out and that's going to be a uh, map desk work area for lack of a better term and uh on the right side is a very poorly made, but you can't really see it, so it doesn't matter. Uh, number nineteen set in place of whatever the American radio that would have come with it was. Uh, but the reason this is taking so long is because I went out and bought the Aber photo edge set, and uh, we're not friends, so. Now <laughs> <laughs> it, it's taking it's taking some time. Dawn. This is different. Oh,
2: go ahead. This is different
8: than the M twenty variant, right? Of the of the correct this the m20 so the command M- car the vehicle 20
5: command utility car whatever you want to call it just yeah. had the skate ring with the okay. um the 50 count this is a, a one-off was done as a field expedient because a general pointed to it and said i want that to be my ride
8: <laughs> <laughs> what what was that general's name i really want to see Gen- the, uh, Gen- general john rockingham
1: rockingham he's Rocking, rockingham he's greyhound
5: with. <laughs> um, but the, the reason for it was was sound is because he was well known both during the Second World War and the Korean War for being right up front with the troops and, you know, wanting to get stuck in. Like, there's a, a great picture of him helping change a spare tire, which was the last time you saw a general officer change, you know, their socks, let alone a, a spare tire <laughs> without a whole crew of enlisted people to, you know, do it for them, right? So,
2: Fair point. Good on him, Ooh, that man. Is cool yeah. looking, dude. So, you know, this... Don, are you going to make the uh, make it to where you can take the top off and see the actual interior, or are you just going to take pictures don't before you know. glue it?
5: I don't, I don't know how committed I am to building out the rest of the interior. the The other side of it is, is there are no photos of the interior of the original vehicle. Okay. Like, I get there's only four images on the entire internet that I can find of this thing, and two of them are so low resolution that if it wasn't for a caption, you wouldn't know what you were looking at anyway. So they're all exterior shots. So even, even the setup of the interior where the 37 ammo should be, I'm only guessing that that's there because the descriptions that I have say there was a desk, but it doesn't say where it was.
2: Well, I mean you're mm. using you're so, using logic here and that's a logical um, spot to put it. Yeah, well right, I figure exactly. if you're if you're take, if you're taking a gun
5: out, why are you keeping the ammo racks? It's not like you could even put the gun back into this thing if you wanted to use it again. So um I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how far we get. We'll see how much more photo etch I feel like losing to my carpet monster and uh yeah, we'll go from there. So what one
8: more question. Did Go for it when they removed the gun, did they fix the did they fix the turret? So like the turret basket? So did they remove that extra bit of you know, a machinery to make room for those desks and things? Like, would, would that make, like, do you have any description of that?
5: No idea. So, my no idea. plan, the, the way the model builds out, you can build the um, turret basket as a, a separate component. Okay, so I'm gonna, okay. I'm going to build it up. I'm going to put it in. I'm going to see how much space it actually occupies and would it still have been practical? Because the other question is if you take the turret basket out, you can take the seats out. And if you take oh. the seats out, you can't see out the top. But there are very clearly pictures of people poking up patches mm. on this thing.
8: Yeah, yeah. So okay. then it's a matter
5: of did they weld in some sort of other weird seating arrangement on the side? No right. one knows.
8: Interesting. So this this is very
5: much, not so much a, a what if, but a, a guesstimation of what it actually could have been. Very cool. So we'll see.
2: This is the Tamiya kit, right? This is the Tamiya kit. It's the same one you built. Hell yeah. Which is a, f- a phenomenal, phenomenal kit. Oh, absolutely. I'd, I would definitely build another one. It was that uh, good.
1: Uh, you know, uh, this right. thing seems like our uh, our new mobile recording studio.
2: Jack's going to go <laughs> and buy a fucking Greyhound. <laughs> <laughs> all
5: right. Ne- next, their um, controller. Uh, and now for something completely different. As for those of you who don't know, know me, uh, everything I build, with few exceptions, is Canadian, and this is very clearly not. Uh, this is the Hasegawa 172, which I also don't build Braille scale, um, Japanese fuel truck. And this kit was originally pressed in
4: 1974,
5: Ooh. and I got my first one, and I'm pretty sure it was a rebox in... I don't know, thirty some odd years ago. This was the very first kit I ever built. Not not this one, obviously, but the same kit. Uh, very oh. first kit I ever built. My dad randomly brought this kit home one day for whatever reason. It was like, "Here you go. You're going to learn how to build models." <laughs> uh, and it <laughs> was exactly. Uh, and it was entirely fingerprints and tube glue, and has been lost to the sands of time for eons. Uh, so I decided to pick it up again. And this one is going to be in the colors of the Imperial Japanese Navy, actually. least that's what, that's what the, nice. the internet tells me this color scheme is. The a, words, group,
3: but... a group that famously did nothing wrong. Yeah. Absolutely not. yes. nothing.
0: Nothing. Absolutely <laughs> nothing wrong ever.
5: Um, th- this kit is anything but good, uh, <laughs> but um, it's actually not bad for what it is for, what, for the age of the kit. Um, the fit was remarkably good. The detail was non-existent, but Fair the fit remarkably good. And uh, I don't know, it's painting up pretty good. So that's, I've got all the base colors down and I to start doing some uh, little more work on the canvas top of the roof. And I got to figure out what I'm gonna do for markings because the kit doesn't come with decals. So, yeah. Well, very good. And that's it. And that's all I've done in the last three months since we've spoken. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I've been in a bit of a slump.
2: Hey, we all get there, man. Honestly.
4: Oh, uh, oh okay. Oh, so, no. Speaking
3: me. of the Japanese navy. <laughs> <baby. laughs> so Jesus.
0: yeah, I've been I've been trying to be a little bit busier. Um Dennis, Dennis. Senpai. <laughs> ooh ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh <laughs> boy. <laughs> Somebody gonna be Okie I'm about to give Craig like PTSD from Oki. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> so yeah, so um when we last spoke I, I was just beginning this little uh, build here. Um, I have since finished it. Um, very nice kit. Uh, first aircraft in a long time. I'm actually pretty happy with how it came out. Um, yeah.
2: Very nice, dude. I don't even know very what to nice. say. I, yeah, um, nice. I, I, I like it. I chose the
0: scheme because it means I can be edgy and show it off at the hobby store and no one can tell me otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm kind of leading on that theme. So I have this Hasegawa F2A, which is uh, the commonly known as the Viper Zero um, in 48 scale. So the same scale as the original A6M3. And I decided to build that up. Fi- I had it from for over a year in the stash. Finally got the paints for it. Tried out things like pre-shading and all that. Um, I had these uh, aftermarket decals from Taiwan. And I was always planning on mounting it on a base, you know, like as if it were in flight. But then I realized, like, in a stroke, in, like, a sheer stroke of coincidence, I had finished this one. Again, uh, it's a zero built by Mitsubishi. This is also a zero built by Mitsubishi Mm -hmm. in the same scale. So I thought, ah, you know what? I'll uh, put it on a base together. Kind of like the evolution of it. That looks really good. There There you go.
4: Yeah, I I love that. You've
1: also got your, uh, your...
0: Oh, yeah, I took a troll a tr- <laughs> ride out to uh, Wheels and Wings. But yeah, oh, yeah. That, that's been what uh, I've been working on. Lovely. Continuing with the uh, Japanese appreciation. Extremely lovely. That's cool. Ooh, okay, Dennis,
3: please reload the slides. I oh. need people to <laughs> nope. see my streaking. Okay. Join,
0: join the Discord Next if you want week. To see Yeah, join the Discord.
3: Uh, this is my trumpeter of... Uh, Trumpeter 135th scale SDRV 103C.
1: Oh, it's Trumpeter? Uh,
3: yes. I built it nice. maybe last year. I painted it and I started weathering. But I fucked the weathering up. There was too much dust. I hated it. I shoved it in a closet for a year. And then I recently remembered I had it. Took it out, gave it an oil wash. I was like, oh, this looks really good. But I thought... Just the way it was sitting... um wasn't very interesting so i literally cut up the suspension and posed it like this oh god because it's an s tank why not and <laughs> i think i did a pretty good job like none of the wheels are floating so a judge most likely won't get me for that
2: jacob hit the brakes
3: <laughs> uh i added a a muzzle brake cover as you can see based off the of photos and a bunch of random straps. There's two yellow masking tape strips on the back. Which are awful references as well. You know, it's fun. I'm enjoying like being able to cover the bottom in mud. Because you're going to see the bottom plate. So.
2: Yeah, the pictures you sent fun. on Discord of the the undercarriage dude, that looks phenomenal. Thank
3: you. <laughs> and I, I did that thick mud buildup literally by getting sand from outside and mixing it with just like a random sand-colored acrylic I had and just smeared it on. And then once it dries, it's rock hard. So then I'll go over that with...
4: (sighs) I don't get a break. Okay. And then after
3: it was dry, I went over it with oils. Oils and enamels to get that nice dry, dry mud color which still is going to get reworked a little bit. Nice. I'm probably going to leave it dry. Uh, just because it contrasts nicely with the green.
4: Actually, I have it behind.
3: There we go.
1: Well, there we go. There it is. Yes. Oh, yeah. And I'm thinking of adding
3: a... Uh, <laughs> it is a wedge. Yeah. I'm thinking of copying Greg... And adding a, uh, an MMP bumper sticker to one of the Stoa Drax. Yeah. Do it. Why not?
2: Might
3: be fun.
6: Yeah, we need we need to get on to Dennis about making a whole bunch of those for
0: us, eh? Oh, yeah. I've got on, you know, Cash, give me those damn dollar bills, boy, and I'll send you hundreds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm holding oh, one Dennis, right now. It Dennis, did you see that message I you? Altars. Uh hold on. Oh, wow, you sent me a whole bunch of stuff. Oh, yes. This right, a bit. Okay.
6: That's bit where you edited it out, so don't worry about it. Um <coughs> But yeah, I'll we'll do concerned. that. We'll do that at the end. We won't tell the others.
0: What's going on? <laughs> Nothing. Don't worry about it. Don't, don't worry. worry it.
3: It's fine. Don't worry about it's it. Fun. We worry. We worry. We worry. <laughs> <laughs>
6: Okay, who's next?
1: That's a good question. Phynax. Oh, Dennis? Dennis
4: had oh, yeah. dangerous there. there we oh go. here we
1: go. Oh the turtle.
0: The yeah. little Skoda.
1: So we've got the turtle. Um this I built uh, like a month ago. Uh during one of our past whips I had it up. Um And the whole time I've been looking at it, and I've been wondering how the fuck I'm gonna tackle that camo because I don't know if you saw the uh, Czech version, but the the uh, camo was crazy. I didn't; it was too intimidating for me. Uh, But luckily, uh, Tacom came in clutch, provided the um, German communication antennas and German decals, and. I just decided to go with the German gray because, well, why not? Tagcom always the, in close. <clears throat> oh you yeah, picked
3: the by far superior color scheme. Oh shut the fuck up!
6: <laughs> oh, ah, the Czech for one weathering. had a bit of flair to it.
1: <laughs> the Czech one, yeah, the Czech Panser one's nice, but this is... is good for
3: weathering. Yeah, that's true. Panzer gray is a beautiful color. That it is, is a, a it yellow. is a beautiful color. Yeah, the only problem is, yeah. Panzer gray.
6: Yeah, the only problem is if you play something in Panzer gray on facebook or whatever you're going to start a bloody argument about what shade of fucking gray Panzer gray is
3: <laughs> oh dude that's
2: <laughs> so true it always
6: happens cause I just always used, go, uh... yeah because they always go oh no oh, it's yeah. more blue than that no it's more green than that are, in reality actually, is not blue no but some some factories no. did come out that color and all it is is Panzer gray is purely whatever gray color they had in that factory there's yeah, no exactly. standard on yeah. Panzer Grey. <laughs> <laughs> so when people get arguments of, no, Panzer Grey is this or that, it's like, no, it's whatever you want it, want it to be, because that's what they painted it, is whatever the, is sitting there in the factory going, fuck, like, what have we got? What have we got? That will do.
1: I'm exactly. so pretty sure this is in, uh, to me, a dark sea grey that I use for my Tirpitz. And then I also did a few panels in, like I brushed on some Vallejo grey just to add some variety. Mm, yeah, and then yeah, it looks really uh, nice. went to town on some pigments. Got the streaking on the uh, what's that engine uh, <laughs> cover up there?
0: Uh, okay, yeah,
1: yeah, and oh, it's the one headlight you can't see, but I fucked up with the uh, just cutting the headlight out, and I cut like a bit of the uh, headlight off, uh, and. Again, TACOM coming in clutch with the uh, headlight cover. So I just threw that on there. You can kind of see oh, it in the bottom left uh, picture there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I think it turned out pretty well. This uh, this kit is... This is a neat kit. It's uh, It comes with one molded body. All the rivets, beautiful. Uh, just one... Molded body and then the uh, suspension and everything underneath is all symmetrical. So you build one side, then you build the other side, and then you just stick the uh, top on. So it's a pretty simple kit, but it's oh, really that's good. Cool. Yeah.
2: And how yeah. much did this one run from TACOM?
1: How much did it cost? Yeah. Like i think it was like 50 or 60 i don't know my family bought it for me for christmas
2: little shit there you go
1: yeah it was a bargain <laughs> but i uh well i looked on dennis i looked on great hobbies just because i was curious and i couldn't find it
0: yeah that's something we might not have we don't have all of tacom kits, unfortunately you have a lot of them though we do have a lot yes I I kind of want to try their uh,
1: Object Two yes, the, well, Seventy Nine. Like, it's yeah, one has
4: tracks. Yeah,
1: yeah, Oh,
8: is it, that's the uh, Two Seventy One? That's that funky. Uh, four, that's that the, the, the UFO one looking tracks? one. Yeah, yeah, yeah The uh, the
6: nuclear protected one. <laughs> so,
1: yeah, what
8: an insane fucking tank design,
4: <laughs> isn't it?
6: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Actually, a couple. I think about a couple of months ago i actually found on reddit a video someone had got one of them had has one running on the four tracks Wait, actually yeah no, oh, fucking no way. way it was weird i posted it to the sexy armor chat and no one commented on it it's like it's fucking. it's a 279 with uh that runs
1: i never saw it
6: <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll need to find I'll, i'm or sure i've got on. it saved somewhere i'll post it again it looks sick resend, yeah,
1: crazy recent recent but yeah, with uh, this thing, I also painted each individual rivet. Uh, wow. That was painful. That took Jesus. me two two or three days.
8: Took you longer than it took to rivet the damn thing.
1: Yeah, it <laughs> took me longer than it took to build it. Yeah, Jesus Christ.
2: Jack's out here fucking dedicated.
7: We only made like, what, 20 some of these? Well, it looks
8: good. Tell you what, it looks good. Honestly. Oh, thank yeah.
2: you. I'd ride in it. <laughs> yeah, Just, just like it. the Stugs. <laughs> yeah, are there any of these surviving still in the wild? Are oh, there any probably animuseum? not. I think they probably in some militia country in Africa.
1: <laughs> yeah, like I twenty think less, thirty. but right? okay. one's going to turn up in Ukraine for sure. Yeah, just <laughs> yeah, a <laughs> big Z on it too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, that uh, insignia on the front essentially a Z. I, I
4: mean, mean, it's better what painted. Is that? I'm not. I'm it's not, not even twenty
1: sure versus Panzer is that. I'll, I'd have to go check the uh, decal sheet. I'm not sure. I forget. Well,
0: that is awesome, Jack.
1: Yeah, I'll, good, I'll uh, send it. I'll uh, bring it over to the uh, hobby store.
0: Please do. I'd love to see that to the
1: to the shrine.
0: The trap, as it were. <laughs> well, I guess that brings us to a little segment of this podcast. so since we have John here, he's been so kind to come on and join us. I thought, why don't we just uh, have a little chat with him about, you now with the Panzer Podcast, the show that he runs. You know, his what he's been doing and what he's been getting up to lately. And uh, yeah, so uh, who's got some questions for John?
6: Um, <clears throat> I'll start it. Uh, what made you start it? What What made you start the Panzer Podcast?
8: Yeah. Uh- well, you know, that's a good question uh, <laughs> the, the easy the easy answer like the the funny the funny answer is all of my friends don't want to hear me talk about tanks anymore, and I just have an out I just need an outlet to talk about tanks to somebody. so I figured if I just put it out there to the ether, somebody would you know maybe some people want to hear it, and it turns out some people do want to hear it, which is nice. that's I, that was always fun. I kind of i when I started the podcast, I thought, okay, I'm gonna do the panther. And if there's like two people listening by the time I'm done, you know, I'll put it on the shelf and be like, there we go. I tried it and I did it. Fine. But there's actually, you know, the feedback's been pretty good. There's a bunch of listeners. Um, However, what I might consider the real answer for why I started it, um, I was trying to find a podcast that talked about the Panther tank because I I wanted just to hear somebody ramble on about the, the armor thickness, the production numbers and the combat experience. And because when I searched and searched and searched, I really couldn't come up with anything. I thought, okay, I, somebody has to fill this hole, and so I decided to fill the panther-shaped hole
2: in the podcast world. Did you go over the Panther G?
8: I did. I did. So I went through. Oh, well. So I, I. started. Yeah. So I did. I did all of the um, all the different Osferungs, actually, including the F model, the one that really didn't ever exist. Um, I I skipped. I skipped the Jagged Panther because I kind of want to do like a separate like tank destroyer series. And I was just kind of getting long in the tooth talking about the same Panther stuff. Um, but yeah, I did the I did the prototypes, the Panther D, the A, the G and the F as well as like the um, they had an artillery observation vehicle planned and a command variant as well. Oh, wow.
1: Yeah. Oh, very cool. Well, Dennis so, and Ezra know you... I've got an unbuilt G right behind me. You, you yeah. Do.
8: The G's so the, a cool, the G's a cool Panther, you know, it's finally, it's almost like they finally figured out all the things that they wanted to do with that tank at the very end when it really didn't matter yeah, When it was
6: just a little <laughs> bit too late.
0: <laughs> right, yeah,
8: exactly. It's like, oh man, look at all this cool shit we can add to it. It's like, uh, the war's over. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> well, like...
1: <laughs> shit.
2: I've got a uh, 1 to 35 worry, can... Shanghai Dragon uh, Panther G with the night fighting uh, like thermals and whatnot. Ooh. Oh
8: god, that's fucking
2: cool. Oh yeah. Do, do you know if they ever put did they put Zimmermitt on the G? Right.
8: You know what? I think by the by the time the G was coming out, now I guess it depends. It depends on the factory, and it's going to depend on the hull. Because if the hull of the G, if you have like an early model A hull for the G, probably yes, it's going to have Zimmermitt on it. Okay. But if it's an if it's a very late war G hull, probably not at all. God damn it. <laughs> well, but but. But honestly, the other thing is, is some of the factories, they just kept applying it anytime the Germans, anytime the Waffenamt or any of the like the, not the Waffenamt, the, uh, uh, of course, I'm going to brain fart on it, whatever the Panzer arm was that the Panzers like whenever they decided to put forth like, okay, we're only using these colors, like they, the Germans, they were so nitpicky about certain things, they had put out orders like the lower half of the inside of the tank is going to be brown the upper half of the inside of the tank will be white. And then like two months later, they were like, no, 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 just go back to white. And a lot of the factories, they would get these <clears throat> orders and they'd look at it and go, well, fuck that. I'm just going to paint this tank the same way we've been painting it. And so same with the Zimmerman. If they were still doing it, the factories would just do it until they ran out of the paste or they ran out of people who knew how to put it on. So it really, You're it really just depended. So yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: I, so if I did a late, war panther with the zimmermint and the infrared shit it would be it'd be fine
8: uh, yeah you'd be fine and if and if there was any way for you to make it look like the zimmermint was like falling off that would be even better oh like I, if I there were bits that. of it that weren't yeah if there were bits of it that were like worn off or falling off that would be even better
2: fucking St. less that's cool
8: well, if, <laughs> so it's, question about <clears> if it's late
1: war you can kind of just do whatever the fuck you want late well, war German. yeah because
8: especially, especially with like the with the Panthers. and I mean, you know with with the German war industry, the way it was, they would they would recover as many broke down and destroyed vehicles as they could. And they kind of had a first in first out kind of thing. so, Some of these factories would get broken up early model Panthers and they would just put a new fucking turret on it and turn around and put it out there on the front. (laughs) So you might see like a late war German, like a G model turret on an early Panther D with like the letterbox machine gun. And you're going to get into crazy arguments. If you found a picture of that with like a a, with the G turret with the chin on it and you see a letterbox machine gun, everyone (laughs) will tell you that never existed. But like it's very plausible. And like I can guarantee you it did exist because... Anything the Germans had that still worked, they fucking put it right back on the front line.
0: They couldn't, yeah, they couldn't just be nitpicky picky at this point.
6: <laughs> no, so not at all. Question
0: to you about uh, Zimmeritz. So I've heard... And this might be just a myth, but I heard that one of the reasons no, why it was no off after a while was because it could start a fire if it was hit. Oh, um, oh, is there any credibility to that?
8: Um, so yeah, I think the paste—the paste, the paste itself—I think they used gasoline to mix it. It was kind of like.
4: <laughs> oh come on! What the fuck? No. No.
8: Because they, they wanted to like thin it out. You know what I mean? Like they, I think it was like kerosene or whatever, but Fine, we'll so, gasoline, <laughs> it, it could catch on fire, but generally speaking, like it was on the, usually on parts of the tank that if it caught on fire, it was probably not going to spread. You, you know what well, I mean? Yeah, like, I don't it's know if it was so flammable tank. and it yeah. usually wasn't like on the engine deck. It was usually on the fronts and the sides of the tank. And honestly, the Zimmermet, the Germans were so paranoid that they were going to get hit with magnetic mines they were the only fuckers using magnetic mines. Them and the Japanese. It's <laughs> like the Russians were running around with magnetic mines. So the thing they were worried about is some shit that they were using.
1: It just but looks so, so good. It's just projectionism. It does,
6: yeah. Then they're just projecting we, those yeah. insecurities. Yeah. <laughs> um. So you you know a shit ton about Panthers. Um. Question: <laughs> Where do you find all your info from? Like you know, because we you know for us we've got to try and you know week to week find more info about new stuff. Which is you know so, fun. Where do you find all your info?
8: Let's see here. Let me see if I can do one of these. Uh, is that going to work? Whoa! Okay. This bookshelf stack. here is top. The there's two. The, the, the very bottom is <gasps> just full of Panzer books. A tie fire. Yeah, <laughs> I also do some Lego collecting, but uh, um, a lot of a lot of my knowledge, I I have books, and in fact, the one I was using for the Sturmgeschütz. I was using this guy. Ooh. As so, we're just finished.
1: <laughs> <Ultra>. <laughs> Excuse me while
3: I go clean up. <laughs>
8: so I do a lot of I you know, I do a lot of reading. Um and honestly, I mean some of it, you know, as basic as it sounds, man. It might start on Wikipedia. And, you know, you're reading like a whatever article and it's like, you know, whatever, however many degrees from Hitler you can be. And so after four clicks, all of a sudden you're like, holy shit, why am I in the German tanks section again? (laughs) And you're looking there and you're like, what the, where'd that quote come from? And, you know, you find, you find the little button, the little two, and it drags you to the bottom. And now I'm looking at the references and from those references, maybe there's a book. And if I can't find that book online, um, I will, I will go search bookstores and what have you. And, you know, sometimes I find PDF copies of these books, but then once, once you dig into one book, all of a sudden that book talks about another book. Well, now I got to have that fucking book because I want to know where, where that little bit of information came from. So I guess, (laughs) I guess a lot of my information comes from all over. Um, There's a lot of internet searching, Um, tankencyclopedia.com. I'm sure you guys know that one. one. Yeah they're they're very good um and in fact i've bought a couple books from some of their um some of their contributors some of their they author a couple books about like uh i think i got a book on the t34 by peter or so and so but um yeah a lot of it i mean you know books 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 man that's i've been such a freaking book nerd my whole life that's that's the big one for me
3: if it you... wasn't for uh tank encyclopedia i don't think i could could have made my late m51 variant like that helped <laughs> me so much
8: yeah, they and I love the camo schemes. They usually they have a pretty good collection of the different like you know different uh, squadrons and battalion and stuff kind of color schemes on there. It's nice.
2: I have a personal question to ask you. Sure. Uh, what do you think about the M twenty six Pershing? Oh
4: <laughs> god!
8: <laughs> you know what? Um, what is that book called? Uh, Spearhead. Yes, that's the one. Yes, yeah, Spearhead. Uh, I read that a couple years ago, loved it, and it made me kind of rethink the Pershing as a whole. Um, and then I actually, uh, just a, like a month ago, I actually got to go see one in person, <gasps> which was awesome. Yeah, at the Musée de Blondet, uh, the the museum in Saumir in France. Okay, never. Mind. They've got one. Yeah, that's. I would say any of those pictures yeah. I've sent, I've been sending over recently uh, to the podcast, are me in So I have to go to France, dude. It was. Honestly, that tank museum was fucking fantastic. If you are ever in central western France, do go and see that. <laughs> go and see that museum. Uh, but no, the Pershing's badass. I mean, they took they took a ninety millimeter gun, which you know, if I think as I'm as I'm getting ready to do the Sherman series next on my podcast, I've been doing a lot of reading about the um, just kind of the development of the medium tank for the Americans, and I think if if the war had been shifted two more years to the right. You know, like let's say the war didn't start till 43 or something like that. Um, I think the Americans would have come to the conclusion that the 90 millimeter should have been put onto something like the Sherman. So the fact that they finally got that 90 millimeter cannon going on the Pershing and the armor, you know, the armor on that was good. But I think especially like, you know, we learned post-war armor really doesn't mean shit. It's it's is your cannon good enough to hit the target first time. And, you know, if you hit, you're going to penetrate and that 90 millimeter tank or that 90 millimeter cannon really, really kind of figured out how to do that properly. Like that 90 millimeter was punching through anything the Germans had.
3: Right.
2: And you said you read spearhead. So you you got to to hear Clarence's experience doing that test range out there in Germany with the general, right?
8: Yes. 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 That was good. Yeah yes very yeah very very informative and the action dude the, the action in that book is so crazy when oh, they throw dude. that smoke round and or the he round into the ground to put up the smoke screen against the panther oh I yeah thought that was just epic like that's the kind of nitty-gritty tale i'm just like yeah i want to see how fucking terrifying was it to be
2: in a tank spearhead will definitely put you there
8: <laughs> yeah
2: sorry i like the persian
8: <laughs> no, it's a great tank. I, I I think it's a great tank. I think just, you know, too little, too late kind of thing. You know, the war ended. The Germans packed it in.
0: Okay, well, here's a question that's very, very, like, obscure. But you know how most tanks during the Second World War had uh, hull-mounted machine guns? Yes. And how they would be subsequently deleted later on. Did you Do you think in basically kind of research you've done, would you say that having the hull-mounted machine gun... But the radio operator was an advantage. Was it a good thing? Was the bad thing? Is it a good thing that they are no longer on vehicles, especially things like IFVs? Do you think that they should make return? Honestly,
8: I t- to me, um, you know, the whole machine gunner, especially having the radio operator down in front like that, um, you've got another set of eyes. You know, just like we were talking today with the Archer versus the Stug. You know, being open topped, yes, it has its, you know, what maybe maybe obvious disadvantages, oh my God, we're going to get hit from above. But if you're able to just put your peepers up there and look around more, again, you see the target first, you shoot the target first, you're probably walking away from that fight. So having an extra set of eyes as the gunner, that's definitely going to make you feel a little bit better. You've got another guy scanning the horizon looking for enemies. Um, So I think... For the, for the time for World War II, absolutely, I think it's necessary, and I think having the whole machine gunner kind of gives you. I don't know how effective that whole machine gunner really was as far as like being offensive, but having an extra set of eyes is always a bonus.
7: Mm-hmm.
8: Now for,
7: yeah, the, modern, say, for modern the modern modern times, have and,
4: so you know, you're the, having you have I mean, another commander crew member, can do a 360, which means you got to the move thermals, things around, especially like really the, the The Abrams guy, the, guy the driver forward. is sitting
8: center line, and he's lying down and everything. And, and I think with modern optics, I don't know how much you really gain by having another set of eyes. But again, yeah. Yeah, I yeah so I think I think in modern times eh, maybe on like a, an ifV I don't see why that'd be a problem because an ifV is already kind of lightly armed anyway having another guy with a machine gun that probably
7: helps so, dude, you fucking but yeah
8: I don't you know I don't I think I think the way modern armor has kind of evolved uh, I think yeah, there, know, it's that's kind that's of funny. redundant to have just an extra guy that's you know you've got an extra not I don't want to say liability because it's a human life but you know what I mean it's like now you've got another guy you got to worry about getting killed
2: no it's a liability <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and pull a mountain for kit. That's yeah, no thanks.
8: Yeah, it's <laughs>
6: yeah. <laughs> so <clears throat> I've got i got i I've got a good question about your podcast. Um yeah, yeah. So, you've, so you've finished off talking about the Panther, right?
8: Uh, yes, for the time being.
6: So what's next?
8: We are we are getting ready, in fact, um, well I'm still <clears throat> If my voice sounds funny, I'm still recovering from COVID. But uh, two weeks ago, I was basically finalizing the first episode of the next series, which is going to be about the Sherman.
2: Lovely. Yeah. Nice. So and
8: I'm starting, like just, I, I mean, you know, my podcast, I feel like I like ramble on, like I, I pull on a little piece of thread. I'm barely at the Great War right now in the in the Sherman podcast. <laughs> so if that tells you how far back I'm going into medium tank development in the United States. Uh I'm going I'm gonna talk about basically the original shitty M nineteen nineteen Christie tank and move my way towards the Sherman. I can't. So we'll wait get to there eventually. It. Yeah, honestly, it's probably gonna be all of this year and probably all of next year will just be the Sherman series because I I'm gonna I'm gonna do the original M mm. four and I'm gonna end it up and probably you know, we're gonna talk about the M fifty one and beyond.
1: As dedication.
4: Yeah. Yeah,
8: I yeah. Yeah, I want to flesh it all out. There's because there's so much to talk about. There's so many. You know, if you say the Sherman tank, is that, is that you like all the, have a like picture a of what board? you think the Sherman tank is in your head. Or, but there's how like fifty different versions of the Sherman. Damn. Mm. Yeah, sure. yeah. But there's even one yeah, you know, in so
6: Peru that had the a 60 millimeter hyper ve- hyper velocity, not a high velocity, yeah. a hyper velocity. Oh God! It yeah, looks and awesome. I... No, it's not even that. It was it was a, it was a gun that was made by a single company which is why they got rid of them quickly because, you know, as a military, you don't want to be bogged down to one company supplying stuff. But they converted Sher- their Shermans to have this 60-millimeter hypervelocity velocity cannon. They look Ugh.
8: sick. Yeah, it looks almost like a space-age. It looks like a Command & Conquer gun. It's got this funny, like, little, like, muzzle brake thing in the middle, or not muzzle brake, the gas recuperator. It's a cool, yeah. I And that's, that's something I want to talk about. You know, like, what, like, people were... I think the Sherman as um, as a gun platform is probably one of the more successful of all time. You know, oh, from yeah. 1940 all the way up to basically now, people are still using the goddamn thing.
2: If you had to estimate how many episodes, I know this is kind of a rough thing to estimate, but if you had to estimate how many episodes of the Sherman you're going to be doing, how many would you think?
8: Uh, I'm going to say at least 30. Fuck, Whoa, fuck, fuck, fuck yeah!
2: Fuck wow. Yeah. and they're going to be at least an hour long each
8: um that so uh, i will say yeah the, you know what knowing knowing myself because when i when i write these episodes i write about 50 or 60 pages worth of words oh, like Jesus. I'm, writing, Jesus. I'm writing i'm writing i'm writing i'm writing a research paper every 2 weeks essentially is what i'm doing brother is dedicated um, but but it's most i mean like it's when i say <laughs> research paper it's it doesn't read like that cuz it's just me talking to myself so it's kind of like i'm writing out kind of dialogue for a character that's played by me so it's, it, you know, it's just, it's something, it just sounds like me rambling. So the grammar and the syntax is all fucked up because of the way I talk. But so it's, yeah, it's 50 to 60 pages. Um, and that's like, that's if I'm paying attention. You know, it's like, it's, there are they're at least 10,000 words, sometimes more. But I will say this, because um, I do, you know, I write, then I, I, I rewrite, you know, I do a couple of rewrites, a couple of passes, then I record. And the recording, because I'm stopping and re recording, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I kind of like the live format that you guys yeah, do here. Not you that you guys it. don't do editing, because obviously they're hot. Ha- you have to do editing. Like, <laughs>
4: you don't know that half of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for anyone
8: for anyone out there who thinks podcasting is necessarily easy, it's not just like, like we're not raw dogging this audio. Someone has to go back and clean up a whole bunch of shit. Ezra raw dogs. Every... <laughs> well, wow, actually,
6: no. and, actually, actually like, our yeah, first yeah. our first two episodes have no editing in them wow yeah
8: yeah that's and
6: and and
4: yeah <laughs> and i know i know that and that can get rough uh,
6: it can get rough yeah like the in the first episode there's i know at some point there is like a 20 second block of silence there is oh there
0: yeah is it, it was <laughs> it was rough the first episode was brutal yeah rough. mind you that yeah. first
6: episode that was what me dennis ezra uh val val, val was there too oh, no the Val course.
1: wasn't on i don't oh, think no, val was, so val was on the second yeah yeah, yeah. That was on the second, wasn't he?
6: Yeah, but Byron,
1: yeah, it was just the four of us.
6: Yeah, it was the four of us. And that was, like, the first time I had actually, like, spoken to you guys. Yeah. Like, at all. Yeah, uh, same here. Instead of being well, over text, okay. it was, like, first time we'd actually, like, talked to each cool. other. And it was like, oh, yeah, so hit record, and we're just going to fucking jump into this.
4: <laughs>
8: <laughs> I mean... It, and I i did... um. I would say I've I've I was um I have a lot of recording equipment because I was in a like a not I, w- I don't want to say fairly successful band but I, I've been doing music too my whole life so I have a lot of recording experience hey,
4: nice. so just
8: so in my in my mind if I do an hour if I if my recording is an hour long it's going to take me times two to edit basically It's sure you know enough. what I mean it's it's minimum so if I record an hour long episode that means I've got two to three hours of editing to do so each of my episodes I. Personally, I would like them to be forty-five minutes long because that seems more reasonable to do in a weekend. But yeah, they'll probably the episodes will be at least an hour long because I'm an idiot. I don't know how to keep myself paced. Well,
2: that's just well, fine by me. Yeah. You know, give me something to listen to <laughs> on my way to Kansas. And <laughs> and it, as, as you
6: can tell, uh, we're kind of the same.
2: <laughs> yeah, and and as a listener, as a
8: podcast listener, I love long episodes because I'm the same way. I'm just I'm plugging away at work or I'm driving. I'm you know I commute. I live in Long Beach and I work in LA, so it's an hour-long Ooh. commute every day to Whoa. work and then an hour home. Jesus! So that's two episodes of a podcast for me. And then while I'm at work all day, I've usually got a podcast or two in my ear.
2: Well, that's Brother, one how are you in 40 gas?
8: Uh I drive a Toyota
6: Corolla. Fair <laughs> enough. Hey. hey, Dennis, he's just like one stop away from a Prius.
0: Well, it's basically got the same power train so it's like basically a prize. like don't worry don't worry about it. we'll give you a tow missile launcher make you ball the team. <laughs> oh, oh you, you don't pull know pull about
3: out. our tow missile launcher prius our uh oh, tank
2: destroyer that. for ukraine idea yes. oh, god <laughs> hey, it makes sense. <laughs> a
8: hybrid a hybrid
2: yeah yeah, yeah just think about it bit. dude no, no no no, it's funny but think about it it's silent it's deadly with a <laughs> toe it has a low yeah. profile you can, yeah, you can put the toe in the trunk, and you wouldn't suspect yeah, it. It's
7: like you the that, it's you like can the just, jihad, like, right? just yeah, no you. You. <laughs> I feel random ass Prius. can you sky. imagine?
4: That's a, that's imagine that's a T ninety getting right?
8: fucking clapped from a silent under twenty yeah, well, mile an hour Prius. I would cry of
4: just
2: laughter. I oh my god.
4: Yeah, I the We need
0: to <laughs> put an action system on the Prius. We need to put the trophy system on it. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> my <laughs> God, lift, lift that thing! Oh yeah, lift it with the, you know with air suspension, so we can lower it down and go it su- down. Oh, <laughs> no. oh yeah. Oh,
3: no, no, no. Do what? Do what? Like the seals do so and right, rip right. off one of the doors the and have a uh, the, the bars
2: Fuck yeah, your song. Get, get a G three on that bitch. Yeah.
7: Mark <laughs> <R-19>. nineteen.
1: <laughs> oh god. Oh, Just god. Take all the doors off and put Jeep webbing in there. there you go. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yes.
1: Yeah.
3: It'll. Yeah. It'll, it'll cage. be like in that. Uh, <laughs> it'll be like in that horrible Red Dawn remake where they had the uh, minigun strapped to the Mustang.
7: Just take the windscreen. Oh, I machines. hate that you don't hate so much. God. Hey Dennis, if I've one got to It's me. If you go above twenty, stories, more, then
0: you don't problem. really need a windscreen. Awesome, thank you. I will say they put a Vulcan on a price and it worked. So I mean, well, yeah, true. it just
6: destroyed the windscreen every time it fired. <laughs> ah, don't
2: worry. about Weight <laughs> reductions. We're
0: not. It's faster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's
2: what a windscreen? I don't know what that means.
6: <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, so, do we have any more questions for John about the Panzer podcast?
4: We love you, John. We're your best
8: friend. <laughs> yes. I, you know what I. I I was so excited when you guys reached out to me. I was still in France uh, when whoever hit me up on Instagram. I was like, "What are these?" I was like, "This guy's serious. He actually wants." I was like, "All right, let me check out the show to make sure you guys aren't just like Nazi sympathizers." <laughs> oh, no! At oh, first, wild. I was like, "At first, I was like, I was like, all right, cool. These guys are interested in my podcast. I'm like, let me just, let me just have a list. And I was like, "Okay, this is brilliant. This is like, well, there's your problem, but about tanks
6: and models. That's our goal. <laughs> That's our goal. <laughs> yeah." yeah.
8: <laughs> I, was, when I when I heard
3: that. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, oh, which episode Nazis. did you start Just... on?
6: Well, Ezra
0: is, oh, but...
3: <laughs> um, oh, oh, oh. D- ignore the Fourth Reich jokes.
6: It's fine. <laughs> they're, no, not no, jokes. Those, those, they're not <laughs> jokes. They're not jokes. No, that's in the end credits now. That's not a joke anymore. <laughs> oh <laughs> it's, it's
8: actionable now. Um, <laughs> hold on, because you guys sent me which ones to listen to, and I will tell you right away which ones I started on.
7: Oh, Please tell me it wasn't was the MGM-51.
6: Please tell me that wasn't no. It effect. was
3: the <laughs> it, it was the ram. I think it was a ram or tortoise.
6: Oh yeah, those two. It was good. the ram. tortoise. It was the tortoise. Oh, yeah. That was okay. the tortoise.
8: Yes, yes, the tortoise. Because yeah, when you guys were talking about that, I thought that is fantastic. This is yeah, and just the way you guys talked about it and the way you went back and forth, it was very very good. I was I was instantly hooked, and honestly, since then, I think I've listened to. The majority of your podcast, whenever I get an alert that says you guys are putting one out, I'm listening. Oh, God. <laughs>
2: have you <laughs> listened to the Much Corsair
8: podcast? <laughs> no, I have not listened to the Corsair podcast.
2: Not yet. There is a uh, Ezra's Reich joke, that, and oh, also God. a Michael Jackson joke that
6: is quite...
3: Oh, that, there is a Michael <laughs> Jackson joke <here>. That <laughs> right. Michael Jackson joke is the best thing I've ever heard. It was beautiful.
6: <laughs> and then there was... Uh, oh, and if you haven't listened to it, the MGM-51, the shillelagh one. Where we basically broke Greg, and it's
4: <laughs> yeah. it's
6: about ninety percent dick jokes. About yeah. anything we talking as, about, there's a dick joke. I was literally well, crying. Was <laughs> what I was, what
2: was actually crying tears of just happiness and laughter. I was it was laughing so hard. It was great. Honestly, I <laughs> oh think
1: that was God. when our uh, podcast kind of clicked.
6: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's when we finally the got it together.
3: I, what was the episode where I threw up? You mean the one, the
2: one where you drank fucking Tamia Extra Thin? Don't don't listen to that one. Don't listen to that.
3: Because that was the one. That was the first time we talked that nuking Japan was good. Oh, (laughs) Oh, yes.
2: Where Dennis claimed it's not a war crime. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah,
8: yeah. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. You guys, you guys hit that topic. You guys aren't getting hate mail. <laughs> not yet. No. I
6: mean,
1: we for try. some reason, no. We, <laughs> we try. It's we just you know? know, it's like we're when you're going
2: to, to bed at night.
3: Off.
2: Yeah, it's like when you go to bed at night and you're trying to go to sleep, but it just doesn't happen. That's, that's kind of where the problem we're running into. We're trying to get yeah, hated yeah. on. It's just not happening.
3: We've yeah. said so many offensive things, and no one has hey, jumped on hey, us. Hey, hey. I mean, yeah. Well, any, the problem
2: is everyone's agreeing Any with interaction you. is
3: good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we... Oh,
2: God, he's right.
6: I mean, if you took our uh, out-of-context quotes and chucked them on Twitter, oh, we'd yeah. be fucking cancelled in a day. <laughs> oh, 100%. Oh, I should do that. I've got access to
0: our Twitter. No, no, Dennis, no, no. No, no, no. Do, do, do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> do it.
6: Every time yeah, someone gets cancelled, they get more publicity
1: yeah no our our twitter feed is just one quote just every like ev- the whole twitter feed is just an individual that. quote at a time oh do it <laughs> i gotta look at our quotes now
3: i love how the it's first okay. one the first quote i think out of all of them was uh for legal reasons i'm not a terrorist yeah <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs>
8: It's okay. My first, my first spat on Twitter. Um, I called a professor from the UK uh, basically a Nazi on accident, like, and I didn't realize. I didn't realize. So, so a, a fan of mine, uh, he posted, he sent me an article on Twitter, and I was like, Oh, I've read this article. And it was about the Battle of Kursk, and I was like, ah, this fucking guy. He's basically he's basically claiming the Germans didn't lose that many tanks. I'm like, ah, you know, you gotta be careful when you read some of these people because you know, they're a little they're a little funny, right? Like I didn't call him a Nazi, I didn't actually say that, but I was like, ah, you know, some of these people are a little fanatical with how good it's the German bit. armor <laughs> was. And as Twitter, <laughs> they just read through the, the lines. <laughs> yeah, no, well then the fucking professor contacted me and he's like, What are you talking like he like fucking like, got all my case? <laughs> I, was like, I was oh, my god, oh my dude. god, <laughs> dude. And,
2: and I was like, Well now I feel like a dickhead. No, bro had to like Tell him to cope and
8: <laughs> Well, yeah, he did. He ended up sending me the other two articles that were paywalled. He's like, see, I, d- I, d- I defended them properly. I'm like, well, I only read the one article that was free, guy. And the one article you wrote kind of sounds like you're thinking the Nazis were that bad. And then he sent me the other two articles. I mean, he's actually, he, he's a nice guy, but I just felt like I was like, oh, my God, he fucking read my tweet. Like, I just called this guy a Nazi. Like, fuck.
6: You know what you should have done? If he sent the other two, he, you should have just said, ha, this is just a ploy to not pay. God. Yeah. <laughs> Checkmate. I got you, buddy. Checkmate. <laughs> you just lost Pay revenue. All your fucking articles now.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you just lost
8: $10, you fuck. <laughs>
4: Do you? Have
2: you have this you, you seen the uh the mmp only fans?
4: Oh, oh god! No. Oh, god. I'm, afraid <laughs> I'm afraid not. I'm afraid I haven't. You gotta let the dogs my out. My girlfriend saw that. I'm dude.
7: finding yeah, the picture right now. Finding the picture, here, and she's like, "What the fuck is this?" She was so the
0: concerned. The man likes our what?
1: humor, Kovacs. Okay,
0: which is <laughs> so rare. Who wouldn't want to see the dogs? The dogs. <laughs> I sent one to podcast oh, planning god. earlier. This- was she excited? <laughs> oh god! Was she quite happy with how that turned out? Okay, okay, John. Footprints <laughs> on my feet. Posted object, uh, I posted the object two.
6: Oh my
0: god!
6: I posted the object two seven nine.
3: Oh, you can shit, thank mate. me for that. You can thank me for that beautiful A- image. A- 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 <laughs> image. A- Dear sarcastic.
1: Lord, solo yeah. content, fetish <laughs> friendly. Okay. That is so, I love that.
0: Uh, I think, oh, we
6: do the thing? <laughs> yeah, let's do yeah, the uh, thing. Oh, so let's. Yeah. We should probably end it
0: and right, <laughs> do the thing. All right, got to kill this episode with fire. So we've decided that in order, instead of just like scrambling on the day of to figure out what the topic we're going to do. Like uh, normal. At the end of each to- episode, we're going to have a little spinner here, like a little, you know, Wheel of Choice, as it were. The Wheel and of Fortune. All sorts of topics here. I'm going to spin the wheel, and we will know what episode we're going to be doing uh, next week.
6: Share it uh, on the uh, screen.
0: Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Crap. Yeah, you silly goose. Also... No, I yeah, can't do uh, give me Yeah, a, we give want me to me
1: see one. our wheel. Of yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, uh, Calum, that's incredible. What? Is...
0: What? Keep, bear with me that's for in, a second
1: That, that uh, 279, that's insane.
4: Oh, it looks so awesome, cool eh? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and do the we fans' search
1: history, Dennis. There we go.
0: <laughs> Hold on, I'm yes, gonna pause no, the yes, people on no. login. Just put,
6: pause it while you put the uh, login details in. Yeah, that's what I'm done. Yep. Ooh, <laughs>
2: so yeah. Don't. Ooh. We're paused right now, right?
0: No. Yeah. We're, the The recording's paused. I don't care if you guys see it.
4: Ah, damn it! Yeah, yeah we're hearing Record. To all this. Oh, okay. <laughs> there you see, go. And... Oh, oh, oh here we are okay. god damn want we all see
0: it that oh, is a lot you. of
4: stuff
6: all right well, we that, roll, so that, this is why yeah, i sure.
4: asked uh, all uh, you guys
6: what do you want to do like what subjects you want because then i just added it to this good all right let us spin it da na da na 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 Hey! hey. Oh, hey. There
0: you go. There we go. The game. I'll Sturmovic. No. That's fun. Oh, there you go. So I guess to close out the episode next week, we will be talking about the il to Sturmovic. Um, I want to send a huge thank you to Kovacs, uh, Don, and of course, John from the Panzer podcast so much. I appreciate you guys coming on. It was great having you. I will make sure to link, um, the Panzer Podcast in our description. Make sure that if you've come this far, that you go give him a listen. and yeah. learn about some panthers. Where can they find you, <laughs> oh, John? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so you can find me. Um,
8: let's see. Oh my god, I feel like an asshole now. Um, on any of your any of your podcast things, um, I you know my RSS feed it posts basically to you know Apple Podcast, Spotify, all of that. Um, you can find me on Instagram at the Panzer Podcast and also on Twitter at the Panzer Pod.
4: Hell, so thank yeah. you guys.
8: I just want to say, Hey, thank you guys so much for uh having me on today. This was, this was honestly, this is such a pleasure. I had a good time and thanks for getting me addicted to or hooked up on this new hobby of mine that I'm desperately going to be spending money on. So thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is, we, um,
2: <laughs> we are looking you forward to seeing that progress. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I will, I will
8: keep you guys updated. Don't, Post- you, <laughs> worry. Don't whips. you worry. Yeah, I'll. I, I will. I'll let you guys see it as I fumble through, and I'm sure I'll have questions for you guys. So <laughs> Perfect. Thanks again for having me tonight. This was a lot
0: of fun. Awesome. Well, yeah. Thank you. Note, if, if you've come this far, you've been listening to the Micro Machines podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to us, and we will come back to you next week with the Isle Two Sturmik. Alrighty. Bye, everyone. All right. Bye, well, see guys. you, fellas. Bye. See ya. See ya. <laughs> see ya.